What's up? Jason Tatum here. Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick a Size podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown, Angela Velez, and Joe Dells. And this is an episode 299. In this episode, we are joined by OG to talk about Damian Lillard, Jalen oh. Brown's new contract, Anthony Edwards' high expectations for the Timberwolves, yep. the Dwayne Wade disrespect, and finish off the show by drafting two starting fives of forgotten players of the 2000s. And that has now been changed to all of us drafting a starting okay, five of so. forgotten players so. of the 2000s. OG, how are you doing? Welcome back on the show. I, I, I feel like you guys are that family member that I that I only get to see in the summertime, but when I get to see you, I'm like supercharged about it. <laughs> Can't wait to see these guys. And I'm gonna come, I'm gonna spend some time with my family. So what's up, fellas? You already know how it is when I see you guys. I ain't got time for a lot of people, but I always got time for you dudes. Oh, we're always looking forward to having you on the show. It's always a great time when you are it's on the minute. show. Pick a side legend. There's only really I'll throw Santos in there, but there's 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 two guys that come to mind. OG, of course, Pierre, but uh, this guy's the OG for, for a reason. List, yes. You know, and every single time I'm on TikTok and I see OG's takes, I see new TikToks, but I'm like, we have to get him back Facts. on. But sometimes I'm afraid to ask and I'm like, he you just look so busy all the time. <laughs> I always got time for you dudes. I say, OG's never. I, do. I don't think he's ever said no mm-hmm. to us. Yeah, he has I, got, I, I always got time for you dudes. Always. OG, how was the uh, the PC weekend? Man? I saw you was up there. Oh, it was dope, man. I had a, I had a really. I'm I've been to Seattle a couple of times, so I'm a big fan of Seattle. And uh, the fellas, we got together and we really chopped it up. It was the first time we were actually in a room together, and we got some really good footage. The people are really going to enjoy it. I I had a really great time out there that entire weekend. It was fantastic. 100%. I had a lot more fun than I thought I was going to have. The Seattle rain as much as advertised. Actually, it was the sun was out the whole weekend. Really? Wow. Nice. The sun was out the entire weekend. I believe, if, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Seattle, it rains 277 days out the year. I think I caught Jeez. the other... I think good. I caught the other 80 or 70 something days or 80 something days yeah, that it doesn't rain. Hey, you take it. I would never go that <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know <laughs> if I can live in a place like that. days of rain. Yeah, it's not happening. No shot. Now, yeah. OG, yep. on this episode, we're not going to talk about much NBA news because it is off-season content. We're going to remember yeah. some forgotten 2,000 players and create our own teams like that. But one of the mm-hmm. biggest storylines in the off-season so far is Dame and his trade request of only wanting to go to the Miami Heat. So I have two mm-hmm. questions to start this off for you. Do you think that it's hurting the NBA that star players like Dame are requesting trades in the middle of signing extensions and what are your thoughts on him only choosing to go to Miami? Well, again, when I when I think about Damian Lillard asking out, that part I don't have a problem with him. He's been there 11 years, right? And in the words of the notorious B.I.G., get everything that you can because ain't no guarantee they're going to love you. So with that being said, I don't have a problem with Damian Lillard signing a contract extension and getting paid. That part I don't have a problem with. But everything that he stood against, I mean, he talked about Paul George. He talked about all of these, he talked about LeBron James. He talked about all of these guys that were teaming up. And that was everything that he stood against, only for him to now be a part of that or to become that. It looks hypocritical on his end. If he would have just said he wanted out and that he wanted to be traded and didn't say 
that I specifically want to go to Miami, I don't think this would have been a problem at all. In fact, there would have been there would have been a lot of people applauding him doing that. Now, as far as him getting paid, again, I don't have a problem with that at all. And the reason why I don't have a problem with that is because he's been there for 11 seasons. And in 11 seasons, he was there. Remember, when they played Houston in 2014, when he hit that go-ahead shot to end the series, that was the first time they were out of the first round since they lost to the Lakers in 2000. It was 14 years before that. So Damian Lillard has done a lot for that organization over the course of his time. So I don't have a problem with him getting paid. The issue is, is him asking out and where he was asking out to go to instead of just saying, I want out. Now, if he wanted to say, I want to go to Miami, what he could have done was he could have kept that behind the scenes. And let's be clear about one thing, Joel, and I'm not going to take up a lot of your time, but let's be clear about one thing. If October comes and Damian Lillard is traded to Orlando, if October comes and he's traded to the Knicks, he's going to be in New York. And he's going to be in New York with a smile on his face. He's not going to be in New York pouting or anything like that because Dame, at the end of the day, one, he's a professional. Two, he's a baller. So I can't see Dame getting ready for the season, and then come October when it's basketball season, November, and he's just sitting at home or just working out in the gym while games are going on. I absolutely believe he'll report. I agree. And that's the same take I had when Dame first requested a trade. It's not the fact that he wanted a trade. It's just that after years of criticizing super teams, he was choosing to only want to go to the team that just made the NBA Finals, regardless of the circumstances, the Heat being the eighth seed, the team went to the finals and beat every single great team in the Eastern Conference every step of the way with the Bucks, with the Knicks, with Jalen Brunson, you know, <laughs> Jalen Brunson's that guy. And then the Boston <laughs> oh, Celtics, Dell's team. Great team. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. I don't want to start. I don't want to start. I'm sorry. What do you mean? The Knicks were the favorites. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They were the favorites. Were you really? You picked the they Knicks were. to win they the were. series. You did do that, Riv. Yes, you I'm did. I'm making sure I, I did. No, I we did. know. We all know you did. I probably did. No, we, did. the only time you picked them was against Boston. Yes. And that's the issue I have with Dame. (laughs) But I look at star players that have recently requested trades kind of in the middle or at towards the end of their contracts ending. James Harden, how he left Houston was in very bad fashion. Kevin Durant with the Nets, I give a pass to because of the circumstances of Kyrie Irving requesting a trade. I mean, once Kyrie left, you had to blow up the team. Uh Uh-huh. Got it. And then Anthony Davis the mm-hmm. with the Pelicans. That's it. That's one. That's yeah. for sure. That's about I think Anthony Joel, Davis are you letting KD example. off the hook? You, are you he, letting KD off the hook? When is he not letting KD Here off the go. hook? Here we go. Start of the show. <laughs> I let KD <laughs> off the hook for one of those. When he requested a trade in the offseason, I didn't let him off the hook because I thought the Nets still had potential to do damage. But in the middle of the season, when KD was playing with the Nets, when he was healthy, they were mm-hmm. one of the best teams in the East. They went on a win mm-hmm. streak. Kyrie Irving blindsided KD by requesting a trade. And once right. that happened, I thought that, one, it was best for KD to move forward with an organization that can compete for a championship. And two, mm-hmm. for the Nets to finally get rid of the experiment of trying to win a championship because the KD, Kyrie, and then the Harden big three didn't work. So the second one I excuse, the first one in the offseason, uh, I don't excuse. But, Joel, you understand why Kyrie Irving requested to be traded. He requested to be traded because Marks wasn't going to pay him. That was it in a nutshell. It had nothing to do with him just wanting out of Brooklyn. He wanted out of Brooklyn because Marks wasn't going to pay him. Add that to the fact that we've had years, 2019-20, 20-21, 21-22, where we've had continuous injuries and underperformances where these guys look, look a certain way 
and they can't get on the floor together. And this is these are two guys who came together in order to win a championship with James Harden, who, by the way, was talked into coming to Brooklyn. James Harden was actually, he didn't want to go to Brooklyn. He was talked into coming to Brooklyn. But it was a disaster, and it was a disaster considering how it was put together. This might be one of the biggest failures in sports history when you're talking about teams coming together. There's no way you could give KD a pass on this. He, yeah. for what he left Brook, for what he left Golden State for, mm. he could have stayed in Oklahoma I'm City. There was no reason right. for him to leave Oklahoma. There was no reason for him to leave. You could say it's one of the biggest failures, Absolutely. but I say it's one of the biggest what ifs in sports history oh. because if the so nets were healthy in 2021 hurt, yeah. with james harden and kyrie irving they run through the east and they run through the league and win an nba championship the so what's, what's, what's more of a failure the nets or the clippers the clippers for me that's yeah. tough too because you I could say what if hey, what if the nets are just what if Kawhi leonard what if Kawhi leonard didn't the same get injured what if? What if they do. Yeah, get hurt? There it is. But but the Nets were like a year. Yeah. You know, the Clippers have been going out this year after. Well, that's year because year. you had you had terrible personalities clashing with one another, as opposed to the Clippers, where it was just unfortunate events outside of the bubble year, where there's no excuse there. Yeah, that was a failure. You're also bringing two injury prone guys. They're both, yeah, they're both fucking failures. Nah, but the, just, no, but no, oh yeah. no, bad. They are, they it's are. also <laughs> the, the question is which one's worse than the other. At this point, whatever. They're both failures. Um, you trying to run from that is crazy. Run from what? That that Katie stuff. It's hilarious. What Katie stuff? The it's only just, time you the only time you what forgive a trade request is if it's financially based. If it's strictly on a competition level of, or oh, get me out that's exactly. Yeah. Well, what are we doing here? Katie never, once Kyrie requested a trade, Katie never publicly was like, I wanted to make, I want to trade from the Nets. Well, he did it in that the offseason. He did in the offseason. In the offseason. Before Kyrie Irvin asked to be traded, by the way. Yeah. In the offseason, I had, I had an issue with it 100% because I thought the Nets had some potential. But during the season, I don't have any problem can with you, it. Can at you that blame point. Kyrie then if KD already had a foot out Kyrie the door in the offseason? Yeah, exactly. And, Kyrie, and, like, and they didn't want to pay Kyrie. And Kyrie was Which I'm, not, I'm not blaming him for not wanting to pay him. It's understandable. There's reasons. But Kyrie, mm -hmm. you didn't want to get in the bag, so he like, I'm and out. And he was balling. Like, unbelievable efficiency. Obviously, the Nets were uber successful when him and KD were on the court. Just Kyrie, they weren't. They were on a losing streak. Agreed. They were. Yeah, they but were. you told me that they would go at least 500. I oh, thought that. Was that. Fun. You know, I thought Kyrie was going to elevate. They, 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 that was like win that first game without KD. Can you believe? Can you believe how long ago that was? At but, this but point you know what's the thing? Yeah. If Kyrie like would have stuck out with the Nets, I think they would have got to that 500 mark. He didn't give it enough time. Oh my god, he didn't. I don't, think, I, I don't think we needed to see it. But I understand Kyrie wanted to get paid. Yeah. But but the thing is with me is like. I understand Kyrie wanted to get paid, but at the same time, I understand why the Nets didn't want to pay yeah, him. Sure. I think Sean Marks, look, listen, Kyrie, if you give me this full season, you make it through, you play at a good level, in the regular season and in the playoffs, we have no problem paying you. I thought the issue was that but you don't feel like that would have been a lie? Because if, what if they would have got bounced in the first it round? It was straight a lie, Rev. He you was out. The, Marks was out on Earth. Yeah, you think he if they got bounced in the first round, you think he'll be like, all right, well, you know, Kyrie, you <clears> played well in the regular season. Y'all went so far to the first round. I'm going to pay you again because I think this works. No. If you look at the no. East and the landscape we just saw, I'm, saying, I'm thinking I'm the, the Nets would have made the finals with yeah, KD and Kyrie. Yeah, the Nets would have, could have, could have, maybe. With Claxton? Stop, stop. With Claxton? We don't know. We just saw the Heat go to the finals. We didn't even know they were going to the finals. We're back to basketball. Talk. When hey, was the last time we had a uh, what the fuck moment? And you Jesus know what? Christ. And Claxton would have would have 
with Walk a up everybody in the NBA about who he really is as a by player. Doing what? You know who Nick Claxton is, yeah, man. Doing what? what he's he's one of the best defenders in the league. The same way that Bam got everyone on notice too, even though Bam had a little bit he's more been offensive on output. Like, he's been a minute. Nah, he's but Bam Bam most definitely showed out this playoffs. Claxton would have got that same recognition. Claxton would have got that recognition. But going to the finals is crazy. Fucking Claxton. Why couldn't they go to the finals? Who couldn't they beat? They weren't beating the Celtics. Clown. But he's baby out of bio. Won ten games in a row. Claxton against the Nets. Or excuse me, we we had one blowout against. Should I say poor what do you think, OG? Poor man's Bam Adebayo, Nicholas Claxton. Mm. I, don't know. I think his I think, his I, ability to ba- switch defensively is baby like implies that he Claxton as his own guy. Uh, a poor man's. So uh, are, are we saying that 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 Ben? I'm sorry. That that Bam isn't Bam. So he's a he's a reduced Bam. Is that what we're saying about Bam Adebayo? Because so Bam Adebayo, yes, that Claxton ba- is a reduced Bam Adebayo. Defensively, he's not. no. No, no. Well, I don't think defensively. I, I don't think as a that whole. I don't think they're that far apart defensively. Okay, I nah. do think that Bam is better defensively than him. I, would say I actually Bam's think like Nick, tier one. Claxton I actually think two. Nick Claxton. I think he's a four man playing the five. Same with more Bam. than anything. That's same with Bam. I, I, I feel the same way about Bam. I, I, I think they're both four men playing the five. I think that he struggles the most when he's playing against big guys. Now, with that being said, defensively. I think Bam is better, and I don't think he's like leaps and bounds better. I think he's better simply because of his paint presence. I think he's better because of his switchability on the perimeter. Claxton struggles on the perimeter to defend. He can defend on the perimeter, but he can't defend like he can't defend like Bam. I watched them play against Atlanta, not last season, but the year before that, when they basically blitzed, when they basically blitzed Trey Young, and in the process of blitzing Trey Young, Cleveland tried to do that with both Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, and it didn't, and it did work. But they tried to do the same thing, and they Trey Young tried to do the same thing when he when he was getting blitzed. He couldn't do that with Bam Adebayo because of his ability to recover, how athletic he was. So I think that him his ability to switch and be more versatile, I think that that's the separator between him and Nick Claxton. Yeah, I won't even talk about the offensive. Offensively, end. offensively it's, clearing. A big it's not a conversation there for sure. You know. You guys, you guys, while you guys were having the main conversation. Oh, my God. I might be trolling. How old is Nick Claxton? I'm about to look that up. He's 23 or 24 years old. He's really young. young. Yeah, yeah. Claxton? 24. Bam is 26. Ah. Okay. Who knows? Nick Claxton got some potential. Like, like we're talking like 26. Bam has some. No, no, we're not talking. That's what Riff's saying, that they're kind of close in age. Yeah, I thought it was like. Oh, okay. Yeah, similar in age. Bam got some sneaky potential just waiting, you know, knocking at the door, waiting to come out. That's cool, though. What's the next step for Bam, though? Hit the mid-range consistently. Yeah, That's it. Consistent Jump score. Yeah. I'll tell you what. This was the he most make consistent easy looks. he was. Make easy looks. That's, That's the, the next Don't step. get locked by Al Horford? <laughs> that, too. Yeah. Make, just make... Like, he, he, yeah. Bam don't get locked up by nobody. He locks himself up. That's he, a fact. He, he, he just shies away. Him. There, there's Open times where he doesn't... He, he's passive. He's not <laughs> aggressive. He gets the ball down low. He was arguably their best playmaker in the playoffs this oh, year. Yeah. Kind of crazy yeah. as hell. He was great. While you guys were well, having a you, main conversation, oh, what you what do you have to say, OG? Well, if you notice, they run the offense through Bam. Definitely, like yeah. a lot of their drip, a lot of their dribble handoffs, a lot of their pick and pop, pick that's and roll. That's through Bam. They get a lot of action with him when you got when these guys are off the basketball. Buckets plays off of him. Kyle Lowry plays off of him when they're getting when they're looking to get Duncan Robinson shots. When they're looking to get uh, Max True shots, a lot of that action involves Bam. So the ton the Buck series, huh? Top 30 player in the world right now. Now this. Is he not? Bam? He might Bam's be. Top 30. He's close. Bam's top 30. 30. 
he, pro- he probably is. No, I'm being I rude. think he's pretty comfortable I'm being top 30. Or being rude. Comfortable? We're not about to just name 29. No, we're no, not. For but sure he's, no. not. He's comfortable. But he's I think top he's comfortable 30. top 30. Oh, we could just say he's an all-star level Easy. center. Lock. In that in a tier of an impactful championship level. What, I agree. What the no, no, no. What he's does that a top 30 player. You get mad wordy. like Perfect wording right there. What does that even Semantics matter, bro. And That was a lot of semantics. That was a lot of buzzwords. A lot of the way in how you rearrange on order of a list is... Basically, like in a vacuum. How far is Cat from uh, Bam? I think they're similar players. And where's Cat? Like top like, twenty-five, not top similar 30. in their skill set, but I think Cat with his with with his own team and his offensive skill set, you're gonna get more of an offensive ceiling and production from Cat. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I'm saying, how far Bam. is Cat? Like Cat, what like top twenty-five in the league? I don't think Cat after the down season, not top twenty-five. I don't think so. He's kind of. He's, I think he's comfortably top forty though. A lot of oh, good players Kat. in the league. God, man. there is. But a lot Bam, of good. But Bam, <laughs> I mean, it's after a down season. I, I, don't, I don't think that's crazy. Yeah, I still I think Cat's probably like thirty-nine players. Yeah, better. well, I, I think, think I think strong. after Agreed. this season, Demontis Sabonis for me is over Cat by a little bit okay. based off what Sabonis just did. I, I don't know if I could say that. Riv, you still in? You still in on Cat? Riv, Are you still in? I mean, I'm in on. Were you ever in? I'm, I was never in. But I, I don't think, think so. he's not. He's I think the, he's like top thirty. Lies, OG. He just one time years ago he told me Cat was gonna be better than Jokic. Did I? Oh, did you no, say that, that really? No, I didn't say that. Yeah, oh, I was going no, to I was just kidding. Say, I was just kidding. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Was crazy. Crazy. Now, that was my other friend. Yeah. That, Ooh, that was nuts. <laughs> he said that. for a second, though. You were wrong. You say a lot of shit. That's why I was like. Now, years ago, when we were doing a podcast, it was on the NBA bubble. Riv did say that Jokic can easily be taken out of the game by Rudy Gobert. That's what you did say. Oh, pardon me for thinking a fucking three-time DPOI guy can take him out of a game. Sorry. He failed. All right, listen. I won't name twenty nine guys. I'll go to around like twenty. You tell me who you think is better. A uh, Bam Adebayo or Pascal Siakam. I like Pascal's I, already proven he could be the second best player on the championship team, and he could also be a number one on the I, team and all NBA players. The Heat haven't won that championship, but they got there twice with Bam. How the hell are you looking at me? Because I think oh, I, would, I, I was think doing I would, this by I myself. I would slightly lean kind of. Yeah, oh, you kind of are. I'll, I'll go Pascal. Okay. Uh, James Harden. I'll go James Harden still. Kyrie Irving. I'll go Kyrie. PG. I'll go PG. Zion. I'll go Zion. Devin Booker, obviously. Uh, You're not going to uh, name, uh, uh, name the obvious guys? Uh, Darren Fox. Fox. I'll go Fox. Laurie. I would go Bam. Understandable. Trey Young. Trey Young. Jalen Brunson. I'd go Brunson. Anthony Edwards, uh, easy. Anthony Edwards. Jaron <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jackson. Oh, bam. This list is okay. I think Jaren it's Jackson and Bam is pretty Booker. close. I don't yeah, know. They, this no, list this, I'm just I'm just shit. here for some I'm just yeah. here for the player huh? names to be honest with you. Jaron Jackson and Bam is a close conversation. Jaron uh, just won DPOY. Jaron also so fouls wait, a ton. Wait. His offensive game, it's just that again, it if we're going to if we're going to discredit Bam for not being aggressive, same could be said for Jaron. Bam, Bam offensively wait, has wait. an edge over Jaron with the passing in the post game, but Jaron Jackson can stretch out the floor more. It's inconsistent. And just though. has more He's not aggressive. His jumper is not consistent as you want it to be though. But he can at least take them and make them. Well, you you, you mentioned Joe that that, that Jaron Jackson can stretch the floor. If Bam Particularly in transition, more than any time. Let's let's just take the half court out. Particularly in transition, when he goes, how many times have you seen him stop 16, 17 feet short and he's wide open? And if he knocks that shot down, how much more that opens up their offense? Just particularly in transition, how much better would that make the Miami Heat if he just did that? I would take that over Jaron Jackson shooting the long ball every day and twice on Sunday. Uh, I think that's a fair point. Bam has shown flashes. Three, though. Bam has, shown, Jackson. Yeah, Bam has shown flashes of that mid-range shot. Yes. That's like league but for average. a big man, though, 
For what Jared he, he gives you defensively. He's a big man. He also averages over three blocks a game. Was, That's was, impressive. Defensive player of the year. If you're taking Bam, I'm not mad, but it's yeah, definitely facts. a close conversation. I don't think it is. Mm. I don't. I don't. I don't think it is. I think it is. I, yeah, I, I, I respect I that. I don't think it is. I'll I be respect honest. that. Mm. You can't go. Wait, hold on. Because when when Marcus Smart won DPOY, he wasn't fucking moved. So now all of a sudden he you're moved. Yeah. Now all of a sudden was you're he an all star? Jaren Jackson was also an all star. He's God. All right. Was without job. Without job, they win games. Still moved us. I'm sorry. I mean, you know this. Have you not heard talk about the Pro Bowl, bro? You know he loves the All Star game. But we know Jaron Jackson, at least an all-star level player. Marcus Smart's not an all-star level player. I understand. No, I, I'm with you here. Yeah. I like being No, better. but that was a good point made by him. About the all-stars? That you didn't give credit to Marcus Smart. How did I not give credit to Marcus Smart? You weren't moved by that DPOY. Now, all of a sudden, you're moved by Jaron DPOY. It's just funny nah, and ironic. but it's understandable to be you know more why? moved by Jaron. I get the agenda push. Because Jaron yeah. has Jaren shown... Jaron's a significantly better player, though. He is. Yeah, who? Than Marcus no, he Smart. Is. Unfortunately, he is. yes. He is. No one's saying Marcus Smart over fucking Bam. Yeah. I mean, everybody knew Marcus Smart was an elite defender. What he did was historically great. I, I give him the props there, but him winning DPY, I'm just going to elevate him into the top point guards yeah, list. Valid. I'm going to go Jamal. Yeah, I'll say pray Jamal. Okay. Just making sure. He's around that. Yeah, I won't go uh, anybody else. The rest of the OG, what do you think about Jaron versus Bam? I Like I said, I, I, I think that the offense from from Bam is better overall. I think that he could be more aggressive. And I'm taking Bam if he's more aggressive, even this season in particular. I mean, he's almost a 20 and 10 guy. He's right. He's right around at 19 and nine or 20 and nine. He's right around that. He's almost a 20 and 10 guy. So what he does for that unit, I can appreciate what Jaron Jackson does for that unit defensively. He's the anchor defensively, even though they have Steven Adams who rebounds more. That's why Jaron Jackson is able to roam and, and rim protect the way he does and man and paint the way he does because of Steven Adams. They don't have that in Miami with Bam. Bam is their anchor on defense. Bam, they don't have anybody. Bam cleans up everybody else's messes. Bam cleans up Kyle Lowry. Bam cleans up Gabe Vincent. Nice. He cleans up all of their messes. So when I think about him defensively, I think that Jaron Jackson is awesome. I think Bam is right there, but I think the separator is on offense. I think Bam is a better offense, overall offensive player than Jaron Jackson. Now, earlier when you guys were having this main conversation, I'm sorry, was just, not... just, just one more point. Jaron Jackson has shot 28% twice. In the playoffs. Mm. Field goal? From the three. Oh, okay. Not goal. Well, this past year was short playoffs. Six games. Yeah. Okay. yeah we ran them out the gym. The, the five-game one was also not He did shoot well, oh, uh, yes. 37%. In Small sample. 12 games, so. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Dells and I were talking about the Celtics and the Nets, and Dells told me that, listen, even if the Nets had Katie and Kyrie, Crying. they would have no chance back. against the Celtics. We own but, but I'm looking at Jalen Brown and his inability to go left uh. and thinking <laughs> that could be a deterrent and the reason why the Nets win a series. Jalen Brown just got paid a while ago, five years, $304 million dog, extension. Man. As a Celtics fan, how do you feel that Jalen Brown in the final year of Supermax will get $69 million and the Celtics – Starting five of KG, Rondo, Allen, Pierce, and Kedging Perkins <laughs> be, back in 2009 and 62 prior, million bro. combined. <laughs> You're going to be talking huh? about 2029 we're paying him back? What, is, what year is it going to be, bro? 28, 29. Um, yeah. Listen, first of all, the way you worded this question on the show, Doc, at least how will this contract age? Fucked up because we know how it's going to age. Could be good or bad. <laughs> um, it's going to age perfectly fine. Players are going to get paid, yes. right? And That's going to save you. We've seen, I know, because we've seen this, right? We've seen it with Mike Conley there back in the day. Like we, we've tweet. seen player after player that sure. gets paid he once you, you, you see that spike, and, and it doesn't work out. But the Celtics didn't have another choice than to pay Jalen Brown, right? Like there's no other player they would have been able to trade for to replace what Jalen Brown can do. And 
I get it. The last playoff series was terrible. Miami, especially that game seven. Last JT, two endings. JT, yeah, but in the finals, I'm not. I'm not. Just talk about him. against Miami. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, but specifically this last one. I mean, eight nine turnovers in that game seven. JT twists his ankle. We're we're leaning on Jalen now to take over offensively. He's not able to do it. He really just lo- looks lost out there. But a lot of people are gonna look at that series and overreact to it. Before that series, going into this year, this this past year, I should say, Jalen Brown was a consensus top twenty player. Jalen Brown was just the best player in the finals for us now, given that's because Jalen uh, Jason Tatum played terrible. But Jalen Brown was consensus top twenty player in the NBA, and he followed up with his best regular season of his career, averaging twenty six and a half, putting up seven rebounds, three and a half assists on good efficiency. So I don't want to take that small sample size against Miami, who you got to give him credit for. We we talked about it going in. If Miami wins this series, it's because Spo is going to put on a masterclass, and that's what he did, trapping him, forcing him to go left. But I'm not going to take that small sample over what Jalen Brown, his improvement year after year, what he showed me in the playoffs this and two years ago when we went to the finals. I'm going to take all of that sample size over this small sample size against Miami. He's still, to me, a top 20 player. He's still, to me, one of the best Robins in the league. Of course, his contract makes it look like he should be the best player in the league. But come back to this contract in two years. He'll be the 10th or 12th highest paid player, and we won't be looking at it like this insane overpay. <laughs> I'm just and, watching and these also, turnovers again. <laughs> he really can't go left. This shit is hilarious, though. You're a bastard. Oh, well, man. Two, two, two questions. Number one, how do you feel about this contract if he was getting, if this money was on the table last year after the NBA Finals? I think a lot of people... A lot of people look at it differently because he was just yes. able to not lead us to the finals, but at least in the finals, he looked like the best player on our team. Right. And with that being said, the whole logic of him not being able to go left, I think that's a mental thing because Jalen Brown obviously works on his handle. But the way it looked, he looked real. It looks really amateur. Right. So because it looks amateur and it's right now on the biggest stage, as opposed to in January when he is going left and shooting pull up shots with and shooting pull ups in the mid range and knocking it down. It's not really that glorified. He's running past the basketball in the playoffs and they're losing. So, of course, it looks bad. I think it's a mental thing more than it is anything with him. But what I don't want to do, Joe, is I don't want to look at it. I don't want to look at Jalen Brown more than I want to look at what the Celtics are trying to build. And this guy is a part of what they're trying to build. They look like that window for them to win the NBA championship is right there. And they want to hold on to these two guys in both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum who are 25 and 26 years old. I, I, if Jalen Brown is 27, he, he just turned 27. But I think he's 26. 26. Yeah, he Even turns still, 27 they, I, I, I think they want to hold on to these two young guys and continue to build around them. And if you're going to be able to pay Jalen Brown, I want to make sure that we remember this, which is one of the most important parts of this. If you can pay Jalen Brown $300 million, what do you think the Boston Celtics make it? Oh, yeah. Oh, billions. my God. At least four or five? I mean, yeah, the value of the Celtics are, is going to be north of $5 billion. That means that Tatum bag going to be nuts. And on top of that rib, there's a reason why, and, and it's ironic and coincidental, it's coincidental that it's the Celtics having this because who came up with the Larry Bird rule? That was yeah. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. 
NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. That, that was Red Auerbach. So we can pay our players the most and not suffer the salary cap. So you figure this deal next year, the first year of this deal, I believe it's for almost $48 million. That's right around a third of what the salary cap is going to be next season, which means they don't go over the cap. So they're still there, and they're going to do the same thing the next year with Jason Tatum. So they're smart. They're not just giving this guy money and going well over the cap. No, they know exactly what they're doing with this guy. So before I start, I have a question for the panel. Maybe you guys can enlighten me. Now, does the Supermax contract only work if you are an all-NBA player the season that you're due for the contract? The season mm-hmm. you're eligible for an extension. I want okay, yeah. so that's the main reason, the only reason why Jalen Brown was eligible for this contract. Now, I say this with the idea that we've seen a player that is not the consensus number one or a top ten player in the NBA become the highest paid player in NBA history, and I'm talking about Mike Conley. He held that mm-hmm. title for one season. One year that a guy, a very obscure name, was number one. Not that Mike Conley was bad at basketball by any means, and he was, he was a great basketball player. He's still around to this day. He's, he's still effective to NBA roster. Exactly, and I know how you feel about those Minnesota Timberwolves. But again, the very next year, we saw him replaced. Now here we have Jalen Brown, who in many's opinion is not a top 10 player, nowhere near the number one in the world conversation. For one season, he could potentially hold that, depending on what happens with Pascal. And you go two seasons removed from that, it is almost a foregone conclusion that he will not be the number one player, uh, the number one highest paid player in the NBA, with the idea that Anthony Davis will be up for a contract. Uh, depending how Murray's trajectory continues to be. Murray as well. Brandon Ingram. Paul George will be up for a contract. Yet, right now, when we talk about it, we could say, oh, this is going to age so poorly. How can you make Jalen Brown, of all players, the highest-paid player in NBA history? When, of course, he's coming off an all-NBA season. All that Jalen Brown has done up until this point is get better and better. The last that we've seen from Jalen Brown is completely fogging our vision. But before that, before the ECF, which, of course, it matters the most because what what you did for us lately is what everyone judges you off of. But the last two rounds prior to that, he was averaging 25 points per game, 54% from the field, 47% from three. Jalen Brown was unbelievable. But, of course, he was not great by any means against Miami. And what are we scrutinizing? What he needs to get better at, which is obvious. I'm not saying that he doesn't need to improve. He needs to improve his ball handle. He needs to... He needs to practice continuing going left. He needs to practice on moving the ball with his with his head up and, and seeing other players in transition, seeing other players in the half-court setting, becoming a playmaker. These are things that he can and will work on. These are things that are fixable. But so, again, Drew, to answer your question, to answer your question about the Supermax, so entering eight, year 8, 9, or 10 in the rookie in your rookie contract with the team, that's yes. Jalen Brown. I believe he's just he just finished year 7. Correct. He's going into year 8. Um, you have to have won an MVP in the past three seasons. He didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Defensive player of the year in any of the last two seasons, he didn't do that. Nope. Made an all-NBA team in the most recent or prior two seasons. Well, he did do that. Prior to. And I thought, I thought that this season, because you just mentioned about what he had done in terms of having a career year, I personally thought that he was a first-team all-NBA performer. And the reason why I felt like that was because I looked at the numbers, and I'm thinking to myself, there was only seven other guys that had first-team All-NBA performers as the second guy that averaged 26 a game and seven rebounds. And 
Jalen Brown is one of those guys, yet he didn't make first-team All-NBA. So before the playoffs started, he was a bona fide top 20 player in the game. That was not a question. Absolutely. But the fact that what he had done in the playoffs this season that just passed has clouded our vision to, is this guy really this good? Well, wait a minute. Yes, he is. He just had a mishap. I mean, I know you're a Boston Celtic guy. I don't mean you, Drew. Thank but you. I know you're a Boston Celtic guy. But did that, with Jason Tatum rolling his ankle, did that not take the air out of you guys? Oh, for sure, yeah. There's the start of the game. What are we, five seconds into game seven, he rolls the ankle? Because I can, I'm, if I'm going to be honest with you, what it reminded me of, it reminded me of 2006 with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati came in that stadium to kick Pittsburgh's ass that day. But Carson Palmer tore his knee up. If Carson Palmer doesn't tear his knee up, they're kicking Pittsburgh's ass. Same thing happened, I believe, against the Boston, with the Boston Celtics in Miami. They were ready for the Miami Heat. Miami had every opportunity to bury them and to let them back in the series and be down 3-0 and to let them back in the series. And now we got game seven and we won the last three games. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally couldn't be any easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mixed one small scoop of AG1 with water and drink it first thing each morning, done. I also like that it costs less than $3 a day. Pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality source ingredients. It's a win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash pick a side that's athleticgreens.com slash pick a side check it out and all the momentum boston came in that arena that night ready to kick miami's ass that ankle injury basically it eliminated all of that because everything now turns into something that they didn't go over i remember back in 2019 jalen brown got a four-year 115 million dollar contract extension <laughs> and everybody did. thought it was an overpay at the yeah. time eight years ago the nba salary cap was, was 70 million Right now, the salary cap is $136 million. The projections are that it's going to grow 10% every year, which means that in 28-29, when Jalen Brown is making $69 million annually, the cap is going to be projected around $219 million, which is less than 35% of the salary cap. Now, Jason Tatum, when he gets Supermax, he's going to get 35% of the cap like he should because he's a star player. The only concern I have with this contract is – we see what happens when teams pay top heavy star like they pay their stars they become very top heavy mm -hmm. and it's not just Jalen Brown and Tatum it's Porzingis getting extended 2 years 60 million I thought that was a good deal I, I thought it was too it was a good bargain it's Derek White eligible to He's a 3 year 85 million dollar extension Ooh. after the 25 26 season during that season and then Tatum's going to get a supermax as well but I think that Brad Stevens is one of the brightest minds in basketball one of the best executives in basketball and he's already finding solutions for a problem that might exist years from now he stockpiled a bunch of draft picks from this past draft by moving back from the 25th pick to go selecting jo jordan walsh in the second round in 2024 the celtics have five picks two in the first round three in the second round. Hey, you're fake, buddy. And picks are becoming no more valuable than ever. <laughs> so for me, I think while this is a problem, Brad Stevens has the ammunition to continue stockpiling young players on this Celtics team. So they're always going to have a deep rotation around Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. For sure. I think this contract is going to age just fine. I think from an annual salary perspective, people 
are going crazy right now. But given how much the NBA is growing, 10% each year, that's the projection. That's a lot of money. I think years from now, 28, 29, we're going to look at this contract, and it's just going to be a normal contract for, for sure. an all-NBA level performer. Like, what has he shown you at the floor? Don't get disrespectful. What's the floor, Riv? Talk to me. He disrespects all NBA performance. He, he disrespected DeMontis Sabonis. We, we know what the floor of this duo That's is. because Kevin Looney fucking outplayed his bum ass. DeMontis Sabonis? Yes. I'll tell you what, man. That Kevon Looney, would you rather? Have you gone back and watch it? Cook? No, you did not cook. Who would I pick up? Who I took over? Just when we're done watching. When we're done with the show. Name me, name me a bad name. Uh, who, who, Mitchell Robinson, I think I'm fine with. I'm blanking off the top of my head. I think Sabonis came over into Kevin question. Looney. Yeah, I probably trolled for sure because we just oh. beat him. I probably did. Troll. Mitchell Robinson is better than Kevon Looney. Oh yeah, fine. I'd rather have Looney though. He's cheaper, more available. Said because you're a Warriors fan. Eighty games. The kid down in Charlotte is better than Mitchell Robinson. Mark Williams today. I agree. He's, He's the better than Kevon Looney nah, in New nah, York today. Nah, Mark is, Williams is, is Mark like Williams that. or Mitch Robinson champions? Did they have twenty crying? Do they have 20 rebounds in a playoff game? Patrick McCall's a champion. I didn't ask you that. Do they have 20 rebounds in a playoff <laughs> game? <laughs> no, nah, they didn't. Oh, okay. That's no, impressive. Didn't. Against no, your didn't. boy, Sabonis. Remember that. Don't ever forget that. Sabonis had no help. They needed oh. more interior presence. Yeah, this guy. No help. Who, who's the four man next to Sabonis? <laughs> you, y'all chose that route. It's Keegan. Y'all it's Harrison that. Barnes. He helped y'all get to the Sabonis was chasing around screens on a perimeter. He helped y'all get a third seat. Anyways. Jalen Brown. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to get too disrespectful. Um, what else did you have to do? What else could you have done in the moment? Paying Jalen Brown really was the only, like, there wasn't going to be another. You, you guys didn't want Kevin Durant. You didn't want to mess up the timeline. I don't think you guys really wanted to get into the Dame sweepstakes. Once again, you didn't want to mess up the timeline. Jalen Brown, Paying Jalen Brown was probably the only option you could have done at that right moment. And once again, you guys are always so close to winning a championship. I mean, whether it's the ECF, the finals, ECF again. You guys are always right there. I, I don't think not paying him would have been smart or letting him walk would have been smart. I think Jalen Brown is probably a good number two. I think the better question is how much better can he get from this point on? I think that's what you have to think about. What he It's not even about like the contract is big. He's going to be the 10th highest played player in a year or two, then probably go up to like the 20th. That's fine. But will he live up to this contract for the next year and the year after that and the year after like How much better can he get from this? Because it's not just the handles. I know we keep talking about the handles, but his three-point percentage has dropped. The d he's not a consistent defender. More. That's uh, it's uh, The defensive consistency. 47% the first two rounds yeah. from three. No, I'm, I'm talking about in regular season. Okay. Sorry. Regular season. For your um, playoff guy, that's why. Yeah, I understand. Um, Things change. change. Yeah. No, I mean, the, the, the defense consistency is not there. The no. off-ball work is not there. No. The handle has got to get better. The playmaker. Like, there's more things that he has to work on. And he's still only 26, going to be 27 in October. He's still very young. He still has, this is, he's entering his prime right now. So you have to look at it and like, all right, we paid this guy. How much can he get better to where he can compliment Tatum? Because Jalen Brown's gotten better. But Tatum is the one has really improved every single year, every single year. Jalen Brown has made modest improvements in his scoring, but he's decreased a little bit in other areas. You want to kind of see him do what Tatum has done, and that's get better in every area and keep that consistency at that level while getting better everywhere else. And I think that's the main thing with Jalen Brown. Next year, like against Miami, they just exposed a lot of his weaknesses, and Miami was the best team to do it. Even uh, last year against – like Victor Oladipo was the guy against Steve. Like he played well, but the turnovers and the handles was a little bit of a concern. That but I won, so it wasn't a big deal. I think 
Miami's they're just one of them few teams that really expose Jalen Brown's weaknesses. One of his kryptonites. Every player has that one kryptonite team that just makes him angry, does a lot of the dumb shit. So for Jalen Brown, you know, it's really just about improving and getting better because he has the ability to be higher than what he is and be much better than what he is. He has to just continue to grow his game, improve his game, and be that perfect complementary piece next to Jason Tatum. And with the new CBA, you don't know what's going to happen. So you have to kind of be improving your game every year at a high level to even get back to that point because teams are getting better in the East. There's teams You just seen the Miami Heat team. That was the AFC beat you guys. So it's all about improving for Jalen Brown. You know, I'm not going to get too rude on the guy, but it's, you know, it's for sure just all about improving. And he's 27. He's going to be 27. So you're entering your prime. You have a lot of time. Work on your game. And you should be all right. Well, two things, Drew, really quick before, because I know you're about to say something. I got a question for you, Riv. If hey. you had a guy at 26 years old who in the last three years gave you on average shooting the long ball in the regular season. He shot it at about 36%. Did you just lie to me about his three-point percentage in the playoffs? Right. Looking at it in the regular in the regular season he shot at about 36% and in the and in the and and his field goal percentage Mm -hmm. in the regular season was around 47 48% in the regular season. Mm -hmm. And in the playoffs it was around the same thing. And you're getting 25, 26 a game from this guy as your number two, who does rebound. He might not be an elite defender, but he's better than average, right? And your uh, your, your your other player is better than him. And this is what you're getting from him. Would you take that? He's talking to you, Riff. I know. I'm, I'm oh. thinking, like, um, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't. What's What's the hesitancy? What was the question? <laughs> it's more so. <laughs> what is wrong with Jalen Brown? In the sense what of why, why would you Brown? not? He has the fish. What he all like, about? It's about clean up the Wait, mistakes. I, didn't, to I, don't, me. I, didn't, I heard. I didn't. What's the it's question? The question that I'm having for you, Rev, is if that's what you're gonna get, like what you Correct. so let's just say for the sake of argument, what you saw from Jalen Brown. Let's say you get that for the next six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Are you comfortable with that? Oh, uh, I'm Twenty-six and seven, forty-seven percent, thirty-six percent on the long ball in what the playoffs. Are you comfortable with that? Oh, that's that's great. That's all NBA numbers. You're you're looking at the numbers, and I and, and, <laughs> okay, no, we, so, listen. We, uh, no, no, li- listen. No, no, listen. You're looking at the numbers, and the numbers. Mm-hmm. Is are you fine with paying down of Mitchell this money? Sixty million dollars. If he's my number one, yeah. Because if Jalen Brown was in the same situation as Donovan Mitchell, the hesitancy. Would be bigger than what I probably don't. I don't think I'd be comfortable paying Donovan Mitchell, but Donovan Mitchell doesn't have the same deficiencies as Jalen Brown. I think Jalen Brown has more deficiencies than Donovan Mitchell, but Jalen Brown's get uh, um, hidden more because Jason Tatum's his number one. Donovan Mitchell is the number one on his team, so it's a different outlook. I also think that if Donovan had a little bit more help on the offensive side of the ball, that his deficiency would have not matter that much more. Oh, uh, well, uh, you talk about Donovan? I'm talking Donovan, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean not, if, Garland, not... if Garland was Garland the entire yeah. regular season, we saw him in the playoffs. I think it's fine because you're not, oh, we're not sure. scrutinizing Donovan yeah, yeah. for losing and getting outplayed by Brunson. No, his offensive game becomes a little bit easier because now he has someone that he can rely on. Garland going ghost is what made the Cavaliers struggle as much as they did. Yeah, but Donovan was I'm paying Donovan. Well, yes, Donovan but again, but Donovan was at least, he wasn't Donovan that we saw in the regular season. He was just like, Maybe let's say he was at an A in the regular season. He was at like an, a B plus. Where uh, Garland was at like an A minus in the regular season, and he was at a C. That's the difference. I can level with you. I mean, dude, Donovan Mitchell was just all NBA player. Of course oh, yeah. he was an A. I can level with you there. I mean, I'm not a big fan of devaluing players off of a small game sample size. Jalen Brown was amazing in the first two uh-huh. rounds and in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's where you can nitpick his deficiencies. But this is the thing. When a player has deficiencies, sometimes they are hidden because you have – 
the talent around him to mask it. If the Celtics had a true floor general point guard, we're not talking about Jalen Brown just, needing to true. take this type of playmaking. Jalen Brown's deficiencies are are not because he doesn't have a point guard. Jalen Brown's deficiencies because he doesn't look up. Jalen Brown's Great. deficiencies because he doesn't he can't go left. It has nothing to Jaylen do. Brown no, I'm not. I'm not. You're, you're missing. Say, what I'm he's bad. Yes, he can I mean, go left. Mean, he's an NBA player. He can go left. I've seen him go left. Uh, you're missing. Ter- you're missing. Ter- what I'm saying. I'm not saying that Jalen Brown he needs has these deficiencies. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying Jalen Brown has these deficiencies because he doesn't have a point guard. I'm saying that because Jalen Brown has to have playmaking responsibilities right. often in the Celtics offense, you can those mis, those weaknesses are going to be more evident than Glorified. if you actually had that, a point okay, guard that can now. take that but responsibility. But is that not what you require from your number two wing on a team? Not always. Not all the time. Really? Nope. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, am I am I wrong for requiring a for requiring my number two wing on the team to have some type of playmaking? You should want that to improve, and I think that's an expectation you should have. For sure. But for the Clippers, when Kawhi and Paul George, when their playmaking was subpar, the Clippers went and they tried to find point guard options. But that's for yeah. multiple but that's never, times. But that's never really hindered them from winning in a this playoff has, series. This hasn't helped hindered. The Celtics from winning. We, the, the Jalen minimum, Brown's playmaking just hindered them in the uh, and the, in the ECF one series. We have a oh, five year yeah. sample size that for the sure. floor is the ECF. The yeah. Clippers. I, I that, that, that's yeah. not the Clippers floor. No, we no, know the Clippers, Clippers floor is nuts to say that. Like what what you just said is not, one more time because I think people just that went right over people's head. What is your floor in the last the five ECF. years? ECF is for ECF. sure. That is nuts but to say you that. Keep, we sit here talking about Jalen Brown. If you keep going to the ECF and you don't win, it becomes if you start to think about like all right, we have the same group. We keep going to the same place, yes. and it keeps being the I same dis- exact I don't disagree problem. With, but why we're losing? The Celtics also it's not the exact same problem. The, they for the them. most part, it's been the that's same not problem. true because they lost to the Golden State Warriors because Tatum wasn't Tatum. They lost to Miami because Jalen Brown wasn't Jalen Brown, and also Tatum, Tatum got hurt in Game Seven. And Tatum doesn't roll his ankle. Oh, yeah, they the, they the mopped ankle, yeah, the, yeah. the Heat, and no also doubt. the Celtics. Who, by the way, so don't, don't leave on. out the fact that the year before that they beat Miami. That's exactly. Oh yeah, and the. It wasn't the no, that wasn't no, the, the it was it was uh, no, in oh, the bubble. Year, Miami year, yeah. beat yeah, Miami Boston. beat Boston. But the Celtics have been winning for so long. Like they were winning when Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were like 23, 24. We it's don't see fresh. that in the NBA. Yeah, it's, it's this, a rare thing. This age now is typically when we see stars go to the finals. So I understand when people say if you keep going to the ECF and losing, that's a problem. My rebuttal is always how many guys that are twenty three and twenty four are consistently going to the conference finals. Oh, that list is very With different small. coaches. Two. Different coaches every no, single year. Brad Stevens, Ime, and Missoula. It's definitely a rare thing for sure. But at some I mean, I, I said pay Jalen Brown, but at some point you have to look at it and be like, well, how many times are we going to keep getting this far and not getting it well, done? Well, I think that's what the Porzingis trade's for. I think, th- like, you tried. Di- we know Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum work. So sprinkle in the other things that maybe aren't working great. I think Marcus Smart was our best playmaker, second best to Tatum. But now you get Porzingis, you get a big who could open up your offense a little bit differently. And I think the Celtics really see this as a two-year window to win. Celtics don't win a championship in two years. I I do think Jalen Brown gets moved. Yeah, but now you still don't have a playmaking point guard. Yeah, of course. So now once again, once again, you're asking Jalen Brown to be some sort of a playmaker. We also have extra first-round picks. We have a bullet so second-round well, picks. Well, we're talking we about just as a team, as a team right now. Correct. What it is. Correct. You're still going to ask We're asking Derek Jaylen White Bra- to be our point guard. Respect to Derek White. He made all defense. He respected no, he's, him. He's yeah, just yeah. not a great playmaker. Yeah. But you're asking Jalen Brown once again Don't y'all sell to, Malcolm? to be a... Yeah, Malcolm Brogdon. He's probably going to come off the bench. For the sure. thing, though, is I, I feel like 
what Jalen Brown does well already and does on an elite level already warrants him getting what he just got. Yes, I never said despite the deficiency. He will improve. He has to improve, but I think even where he is right now, if the Celtics can, can click for one playoff run, they can win a championship with this talent. They can. Yeah, for sure they can. Maybe two games away against the Warriors. I just want to make sure we're on the same foot, the same page. That it's not been the same thing. This is the first time we've seen Jalen Brown, kind of quote unquote, exposed for his deficiency, because we mm. this conversation this time last year was Victor Oladipo Jaylen, exposed the same problem. This time last year, the conversation was Jalen Brown was just the Celtics' best performer in the finals. It, Draymond Green exposed the same problem games three, four, no four, five, and six. Mm. Even still with that, what what do you mean? Against Miami, Victor Oladipo exposed the same problems Miami did. Against the Warriors, Draymond Green exposed these same problems in Game 4, 5, and 6. But of who? With Jalen Brown? Yes. It was the same exact problem. Once Draymond got put on Jalen Brown. It was the same. Yeah, understandable. But then then that's when Jason Tatum should have taken the call. But the reason why why it wasn't as big as it was last year, like I told Dell, is because Boston won. So it's like it's not going to be a big deal if Boston won. They beat Miami, so it wasn't that big of a there deal. There was conversation that Jalen Brown should have been the Larry Bird MVP. That's how good he was against Miami. For sure, but the deficiencies were still there. Yeah, but they were still but winning. They won. It doesn't matter. That's that's, that's oh, my point. Okay. But now that they well, lost, what is your point? Because now because I'm you said lost. because you said the deficiencies weren't the same, but they were. It's just the differences they lost. They they won last year. But you're saying that they lost because of that deficiency. That isn't no, no, true. No, no, I'm saying the deficiencies are still the same. It's just that that's Boston. True. Won last year. You're saying they that beat they Miami. lost because of it. Is that's the same? That's not game true. seven. They lost because Jalen Brown's no, deficiency. That, for okay, sure. I said that this year was Jalen. Last year was not. River just saying that last year, the same they problems existed. existed. Yeah, we know. And versus the Warriors, it did too. It's just Jason Tatum struggled far more that and it wasn't. And Jalen was also good. very efficient. Yeah, Jason he was Tatum consistent was for what Jalen is at all. Last yeah, it, was, year. it was Tatum's fault that Boston didn't seize the moment. It's it. Well, the question, Riv, is is are these deficiencies? enough mm. are they glaring enough that they can overcome them well they've obviously been able to do it because last season not this season that just passed but last year they made it to the nba finals with these deficiencies this year they were in the eastern conference championship with these deficiencies so now the argument can be made well they're going backwards well how far are they going backwards well we're going to see this year if this doesn't improve now when i say improve rib i don't mean that he's got to have a kyrie irvin handle Sure. He's got to have a Kenny Anderson handle. Now, I'm not going to go that far. But what it can't look like is it can't look amateur, which is what it does look like. Him running past the basketball, him tripping over the ball, things like that. And, and I think that that's a mental thing more than it is anything. Yeah, because he obviously yeah. works on it. Because I don't think he's the same ball handler today that he was in 2018. Sure. I don't think he's the same ball handler today that he was in 2020 when he was in the bubble. I mean, I think that those deficiencies are still there. But they aren't as glaring five years ago. Yeah, right? I, I, five years ago, and they were pretty bad. I don't think he. There's nothing in his game that warrants that he can't get better. Like he Facts. was, he was a he was, he was a great defender before, so it, it should be no issue why he can't get back to being that consistently. Right. He can be a okay playmaker. He can be a great ball player. Like it's in him. He just has to, like you said. A lot of it is mental. He has to get back to that. Yeah. He's he's become an elite scorer. If he can become an elite scorer, which the way he came out of college, which is extremely raw and just athletic, not much t- t- uh, skill to him. If he can turn that into a 26-point-per-game score, I don't see why you can't ask him to turn these deficiencies into someone solid. Nobody's asking him to be an elite player. He's not going to be LeBron. Nobody's asking him to be that. If he could just be okay at it, be good as a ball handler, keep his head up, they'll be perfectly fine. That's 
everything from Boston for the most part, everything is mental with them. A lot of times they fuck up because mentally they just break down. That's a lot of the NBA, honestly. Yeah. Now, last question before we move on. OG, do you think that trading for Christos was a setback or a step in the right d- direction? I think it was fantastic, to be quite honest with you. And the, the, reason, the reason why I think it's great is simply because now, number one, you got somebody that you can go to on the block for buckets. Porzingis, I believe he was third. He was either third or, the four, third or fourth this year in the league in points on the block. So you can go to a guy for buckets. So now when you have teams that play zone, well, Porzingis can stretch the defense, right? He can knock down the mid-range. He can knock down the long ball. So now instead of having Al Hoffman in the middle of the zone, I got Porzingis in the middle of the zone, who now is going to become a playmaker, not just a playmaker. He can stretch that zone even more. I mean, I mean he can shrink that zone even more because he can knock down that mid-range. He can knock down the long ball which is going to open up more offense for Jalen Brown, which is going to open up more offense for Jason Tatum. What I don't like is I don't like the fact that Jason Tatum is going to be my primary playmaker. I think that we can get, if I'm the Boston Celtics, I think that we can do something better than that, which is why, and I know this sounds ridiculous right now, but I'm picking up the telephone and I'm calling up the Minnesota Timberwolves and I'm asking for Mike Conley because I think he's perfect for what we need right now. We don't need a, we don't need a scoring guard that's going to average 20 or 20. I think we're going to, I think we need a guy who can keep our offense steady because Malcolm Brogdon is going to break down at some point. Last season, that was the first time he played that many games since his rook season. So I can't rely on him as much as I would like to. So if I can get a steady point guard in Mike, somebody like Mike Conley where I can get 65, 70 games plus the playoffs and a vet where this guy is going to come off the basketball, he's going to keep us steady, and he's going to keep us focused and have them have him play off of Jalen Brown, have him play off of Jason Tatum. I think he'd be perfect for what they're doing. Now, Mike Conley is a great option, but unfortunately, OG, he's on the Minnesota Timberwolves. And and the Timberwolves are ready to make some noise next season. Mm. (laughs) A recent interview, Anthony Edwards said, these are expectations for the Timberwolves next year. Win 50 games. Cat to play at an MVP level. Jaden McDaniels to be the best 3 and D player in the NBA. Rudy Gobert to win DPOY. And I appreciate Anthony Edwards being such a great teammate because he should have put that expectation of MVP on himself, because I think him winning it is more likely than Cat and OG. I know Mike Conley would be great for the Celtics, mm-hmm. but he's staying in Minnesota because the Timberwolves are going to have going they're <laughs> going to have a breakout year this season. Anywhere. It wasn't last season; they were injured. This season they're going to be healthy. Everybody's improving. Isn't it funny how the mm-hmm. Timberwolves kind of took off? Right? It was just a name I threw out, Joe. It's not realistic oh, that they're going to. Oh, listen, OG. It's a name. It's a perfect name though because that's a connector, and that's exactly why they brought Mike Conley over to Minnesota. And right. things would have to start going wrong for Minnesota for him to be on the table. Well, so it's could. not it's not completely unlikely. Well, However, right. you know what I'm saying? It's just the, it's right. more likely that Mike stays. But if things go wrong with Minnesota, which, hey, it's not impossible. <laughs> it's not impossible. Hello. That's when you pick up the phone if you're Boston. You know, mm-hmm. last offseason, we were doing an episode. OG was here. <laughs> and I said, you know, OG, I think Jalen Brunson is one of those guys that can – Write and sing the songs himself. I think mm-hmm. he can do it. Mm-hmm. Jada McDaniels is not going to have the volume or opportunity to do it, but I think he's quietly going under the radar, and he's one of the best wings in the league for his value right now. You can argue he's a top-five defender in the NBA, and offensively he's only getting better. I think he could be even better than the best 3 and D player. I think he could be most improved player next year. Cat being healthy is definitely going to take away shots. But Anthony Edwards is the person I'm putting my faith in when it comes to the Timberwolves. And I think him saying this, one thing I've noticed about Anthony Edwards since I've been following him his rookie year, 
is every single interview when he puts an expectation, when he puts a stamp on something that he expects the Timberwolves to do, or they usually do it. Mm-hmm. Since he's been a rookie, they've been to the playoffs twice. He's performed in each of those playoff series. I just heard Bruce Brown say that the Timberwolves were the toughest matchup in the playoffs, of more than the Lakers, more so than the Suns, more so than the Heat. I think the Timberwolves, I was a year too early, but I'm still going to ride the same horse. And I'm saying the Timberwolves next year are going to be a great team. I think they're going to be a top three team in the Western Conference. And I think Anthony Edwards is going to be a top 10 MVP candidate. And all of these things that Edwards is listing out, I think is entirely possible for them to to get next year. Yeah, uh, OG, quick off topic. You know who had the same points per possession on post-ups than the Kristaps Porzingis? It's two people. Keita bates Diop and Kevon Looney. I told you Keita bates Diop was like that, man. Kevon fucking Looney. And, I, and, I'd like, and I'd like to think that Kristaps Porzingis is better than both of them. Now, oh, yeah. what I'd I like want you to do is I also want... <laughs> What I also want you to do is I want you to tell me how often Kevon Looney was getting you the basketball him. in the post and how often dude. they were going to him. I, I hate that dude. That's number him. one. I number two, dude. I also like you to tell me what kind of skill set Kevon, Kevon Looney has in, in, in conjunction with KP because I'd like to think that KB is a little bit more skilled uh, in the box. OG, tell me, tell me what type of skill set can possess you to shoot 60% from the field on the block. I'll wait. Well, I can tell nah, you. Nah, well, nah, all you got to do is make layups. I can get with that. All you, all you got to do is make layups. But what they're not doing is they're not running sets and getting the ball to Kevon Looney. They're Anyways, not doing that. OG here. <laughs> <laughs> they're not doing that. You and this Minnesota that. stuff, man. It's not going to stop. <laughs> when will it end? When will it end, man? Um, I'm, listen, I tell hold you. Hold on, Drew. Okay. Now, wait a minute. Because Joel and I, we, we Joe and I, we were on this last year. We can't, we can't leave out the fact that, you know, Cat didn't miss 54 games. And when he came back into the lineup, I believe we were a month away from the playoffs. There were two games. There were a game, if I'm not mistaken, I believe there were a game and a half out the five spot, which is where I had them projected before the season started. I had them as a top five seed in the West. And this was after Cat came back after missing 54 games. So we didn't really get an opportunity to see what him and Rudy looked like together. You know, you know what's crazy, OG? Three-fourths of this table had them as a top five seed yeah. to start the season. But only one guy. One guy had him as the number one seed in the West. <laughs> they were really number two. Denver was number one, but you know, my love for Only one guy had him as the number I had them five. We, we all had him five. A um, couple things Ant said. A couple of it makes sense. You know, Rudy Gobert could win defense play. I don't know. Board of Fatigue might not allow him to do it, but he always would be up there, have the numbers, have the impact. Jaden McDaniels for MIP. I like that. He's definitely a guy that can improve defensively. He's amazing. Offensively, he adds more wicked to his game. He can be good. The cat one. <laughs> the cat one is... Um, that's the only one that can't happen. Yeah, that's probably like the one like... Ant Edwards for sure. Minnesota for sure. Like, the cat one is probably the only one that's probably not likely to happen, unfortunately. I just don't think Cat's going to be at that type. I think Ant's going to fully take over the team this year, fully be the number one option. Cat's going to play off him. And I think that's going to help Cat. You know, I think that's just going to help Cat focus more on the defensive end, be a little bit. I mean, he's already efficient as fuck, but just focus, really focus more on the defensive end. And it's going to make them a more sound team. I just think Ant Man is just propping up his teammates. And I think that's something you got to do as a leader. You know, that's you got to give your teammates the confidence and instill that confidence in them. If you he's can do that. one of the best leaders, man. Yeah, he's, he's for sure one of the best leaders. Let for his write. age? Yeah, yeah he's, he, he's, he's brilliant. He's one of them ones. And that's what you got to do for guys like that. Especially, and it's crazy because all those guys are pretty much older than him outside of, I want to say, Jaden. I think Jaden's the only one younger than him. But for the most part, all of those guys are older than him. Mike Conley, Cat, uh, Gobert, 
They're all older than him. So for Nas him to have that, type, Nas, I think, are, Nas is definitely a little older. older than him. Facts. Yeah. So Nas, Nas is young, bro. He's twenty. Facts. Yeah. So for him to have that type of confidence in himself and to give it to his teammates, that's just the one thing you got to praise about this um, this whole interview. And that's the one thing I got out of it. Like he is fully ready to take over the Minnesota Timberwolves franchise. Fully ready to lead him into the uh, charge, and that's something you want in your superstar player. Jaden's a year older. Anthony Edwards is twenty one. Wow. Thought he was younger. My takeaway from this interview is that it's just impossible not to root for him. Just the just the way that he carries himself at such a young age, he already has taken that responsibility as the captain, the unassigned captain of the locker room. The fact that he is at, as young as he is, and he has all these expectations for these guys, right? That's more so him being a great teammate and understanding the value of how great that his guys can be. Of course, it, it could sound asinine that he thinks that Carl Anthony Towns could be the MVP. But what he's acknowledging is that that's an all-NBA player. Uh, sure, we could say that at this point in time, it's a little crazy to think Rudy Gobert could be the defensive player of the year again. But it's understood that Rudy Gobert is one of the best defensive players in the league. J-Mac, he has already solidified himself as one of the best perimeter defenders in this game. He locks up LeBron all the he time. Can, he can shoot the ball extremely <laughs> well. It's unfortunate that he was a little out of his mind and, and and lost himself and broke his hand that he wasn't available to actually lock up LeBron when it mattered most. It's mm. really unfortunate. It is. Um, but, of course, we understand how the leader of all this is Anthony Edwards. He never mentioned his skill set, not once. He understands who he is. He says, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to have fun. That's just who I am. I trust that. But, but really, he's funny for this, too, because talk, they talked about the draft process uh, they talked about that 2020 draft class and how there was, you know, some dirt being thrown on their name saying that they weren't that talented. And he was talking about his his workouts with teams and he's saying how he worked out for the Golden State Warriors. And he said that Steve Kerr told him that he had to go harder, that he didn't seem like he was going that hard. And it's just like, wow, to, to think that Steve Kerr acknowledged that for, with him very early on. And Anthony Edwards has carried that with him throughout so far his entire NBA journey. And for the career that he's put forward so far – so shortly into to this to this point in time, it's a testament to his work ethic, to his drive, and I do firmly believe that Anthony Edwards definitely can reach that Could top five. Could have been five. a war if he he's tried a, harder. He's already a baby face of the NBA, and I feel like when you were talking about underrated, you were talking about J Mac. I'm assuming because there's no underrating Anthony Edwards. It's assumed, it's known he is one of the premier guys in this league. Uh, J Mac is underrated. I think you have to. The Timberwolves have to see what Cat looks like with this team for one season fully healthy. They, 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 he has earned that right for what he's, for how long he's been with this franchise. But I think even if they eventually trade Cat, Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels, them two alone can carry that type of burden and they can expand their games that much more to still be a team that you respect in the West. Daniels just needs to improve it with his on-ball scoring. Obviously, he's a great catch-and-shoot, great solid three-point shooter. I'm blanking on his percentages right now, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Didn't he shoot around what thirty-seven? From where? From the three-point line. He shot forty percent. Forty percent. That just speaks mm -hmm. how great he is as a three-point shooter. Just a matter of if we want him to get to what Joel believes that he can be. It's just going to be a matter of him improving while the ball is in his hands offensively, but. With Mike Conley as the initiator of the offense, with, of course, the responsibility that Ann already has within the offense, it's not imperative that he has to do that right off rip. He really can. He's in a position where what Jalen Brown has become, 
that's kind of I look to, for him to become that poor man's offensive version because defensively he's already better than what Jalen and Jalen Brown's put some strong defensive season for us. J Mac has already proven to be a better defender than what Jalen Brown's shown us. Mm-hmm. I think that offensively he can be a poor man's Jalen Brown, but what he has the luxury of that Jalen Brown and the Boston Celtics don't have is Mike Conley, like OG was talking about, someone that actually can connect the offense and really it could better util it could it is better suited for Jalen McDaniels to get to his spots and get to easier buckets. I well, love Ant Man. So go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go nope. Go ahead. You good? Uh, um, yes. I love Ant Man. You know, I know you try to you try to force this rivalry between Ant Man and not. Jason Tatum, but but Ant Man's just he's, ask a simple question. He, he's really one of my Bro, favorite players. You absolutely players have. Done he had. Yes, you, you have, have been. Though. Yes, you have. Um, and I respect there's it. an agenda there. Yes, there is. One hundred percent. There is. Uh, you know, saying he could be better than Jason Tatum. I said, so you think he'd be the best player in the league? You said, yes, I respect it. And the reason why I love Ant Man so much, and, and Drew mentioned it, is just his attitude towards not just basketball but life. Right? You have so many guys. I mean, everyone in the NBA is super talented, but I think the big difference maker is how you mentally approach the game. And I know every single year that we come into a season. And Edwards is going to put in that work that offseason. Whatever his deficiency was that previous season, he's going to put in the work to make sure he's the best version of himself. And we have a lot of guys in the NBA who are great, but not a lot of guys in the NBA have that same mentality. And when we talk about guys who have that killer instinct, guys out there that have that dog in them, Anthony Edwards is the first player that comes to mind. And now is the time that the Timberwolves have to step up, right? I think last year we all expect them to take that leap. Injuries caused them to, to fall short. But you don't go out and trade five first-round picks for Rudy Gobert to be a first-round exit. You don't trade five first-round no. picks to just be a playing team. This Timberwolves team, I get it, a couple of their pieces, Ant-Man and Jaden are still young, but Ant-Man has the potential next season to be an all-NBA player. Jaden McDaniels has the potential to be an all-NBA player, or excuse me, all-defensive team player. Same thing with Cat for all-NBA. Same thing with Gobert for all-defensive. They have the pieces to put together a very formidable team. Ultimately, just how I think that um, I didn't mention it, but for the Celtics to get over that t- the hump, I think it's also on Jason Tatum to get a little bit better. I think it's on Ant to get better himself. He doesn't have to go out there and say expectations for himself. We all know what Ant's capable of. But I think if Ant Edwards is able to make that leap, he's able to make a second team where he really gets in his bag. He's able to make a first team. I think that more than anything, more than health, more than Jane McDaniels being better offensively, if Ant Edwards can take that leap next season and become that top 10 player, that's what's going to get the Timberwolves into that top four seed in the West. Well, two things, Drew, and anybody that knows me knows I'm a Herb Jones stan. Anybody that okay. knows me knows that how, how I feel about Herb Jones. I am one of the biggest Herb Jones stands that there is. I think that in the very near future, we're going to have a serious conversation about him being the defensive player of the year. He got he gives me Bruce Bowen vibes. I think he's a starter on the championship team at some point. But right behind him, I feel very similar about Jaden McDaniels. When I watch him defend on the perimeter, as a former player, I'm looking at him thinking to myself, I would need a lot of shots to score against him he looks like he's very difficult to score against. With that being said, when I think about a great player, right, when I think about a great player becoming a great player, I think about the stuff that when your game is predicated on this, and this isn't going, what else do you do? So I watched Anthony Edwards last season in the playoffs, and he wasn't able to score the basketball. But you know what else he did? He got on the defensive side of the basketball. He got on the backboard. He started playmaking. He distributed a little bit more. Those are signs to me that says, I am going to be a complete basketball player. And in the the process of him becoming a complete basketball player, that moves him up the list. I'm I'm not as fast as Joel to say that we're talking about a top 
five player or something like that right now. I think in the next year or two years, I think he'll undisputably be the, the best two guard in the game. I think within the next three years, tops. Ooh, better than a serious Booker, conversation. Easy? I think in the next I think in the next three years, tops. We're having a serious conversation about him being a top five player. Very serious. Better than Book. Yes. I don't think it's going to be a question. And the reason why is because what we just talked about with Jaden McDaniels, I think Anthony Edwards is going to be an all-league defender too. Okay. I think so too. And that's why I love Anthony Edwards so much. It's the offensive upside, but defensively he takes on those challenges. Now, I love competition. That's why I always try to compare – Tatum and Edwards, because I want to have this little rivalry with Dells. It was not too long ago where Riv and I were talking about Harden and Curry. That hasn't aged too well for me sure, on my part. Actually. But because of my <laughs> because of my feelings with Harden, I had a scout and picked the right player to choose. I respect Pick the right player with the right mindset. And Anthony Edwards, who actually plays both sides of the floor. Because if Harden played both sides of the floor, oh yeah, this is a closer conversation. <laughs> but you know, Steph he does and Man aren't close either, right? Oh, they're not. But you got to pick a new young player because your your player is my is, young player is SGA. It's crazy. What happened to Edwards? Look better than SGA. You know, it's funny. If, you know, it's ex I was actually going to mention SGA's name. He's kind of taken some of the spotlight away from Anthony Edwards. And as great as Anthony Edwards was this past season, a lot of the hype is now being given to SGA because he was just first team All NBA and deservedly so. Averaged over thirty points per game. Put an OKC team that no one had expectations for prior to the season. He no, he had what one happened of the in the premiere. He lost. They lost. So I was supposed to be there. To who? He lost to Pels. To not to Ant Man. Was it? No. It was the Pels. No. Oh, they got smoked out by the Pels. That no, was a close game. I, the Pelicans beat, beat OKC. The Pels? No, Pelicans beat OKC. And then the Pels and lost. And then the Pels lost to to Minnesota. Right. Because Minnie lost to the Lakers first. Yes. Yes. And Jalen wasn't there. Yes. No, then Pels beat Minnie? No, it was a playing tournament. The Timberwolves beat the Beat OKC one twenty to ninety five. Right, so right, OKC right. beat the Pelicans. No, okay, no, Pels played many. Right? No, yeah, OKC beat the Pels. Right, they did. They did beat the Pels. They did. Yeah, uh, CJ did some bullshit at the end of the game. I remember that now. <laughs> he did some crazy shit. Yeah. Why am I blanking on that so terrible? Right, um, yeah, I'm probably gonna be better as y'all. That shit, dog. Thirty years. No, I, I respect yeah, that. You know, I'm actually a fan. You're not. What? And, 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 and Edwards, and this is this is to be a bit of a throwback for you guys, but when I watch Ann Edwards, and I'm also on record saying this, he's a more athletic version. To me, when, when I watch him, he's a more athletic version of Mitch Richmond when I watch him. That's who I see when I watch him. Run TMC. Yeah. Um, That's who I see. I, I see a more athletic version of Mitch Richmond when I see him and now, a better defender. We have some super chats here, only three. This from SS Austin. The team is not going to be good as depth-wise with him getting this contract. Three guys are going to take up 80 to 85% of the cap. This gives them a two-year window. Austin, you got to remember, man, we got bird rights. So we could go over the cap with guys like this. It's not like we're just going to get these guys and it's going to screw up all the money. No, that's why you have bird rights. So you could pay your homegrown guys more money and it doesn't affect the salary cap. You feel the same way, Dallas? Yeah, I mean, I said I think it's a two-year window. If the Celtics don't win the next two years, I think Jalen Brown, Porzingis, one of them is going to get moved. You can't. At some point, once you're eight years into this, if it doesn't work, you just got to take the L. RJ team goes, Jamal Murray is starting to become overrated. How many point guards are you picking to be your number one option on your team over Jamal? Number Probably the ones again? that have done it. Um, I think, question? didn't we do this? That Jamal Murray's becoming overrated. How many point guards will we pick over oh. Jamal to be the first option on a team? Six or seven. 
at this point How in time. How many point guards? Okay. It's Steph, it's Luka, it's Dame. Well, if we're starting franchise, I get that they're older, but regardless, oh, I'm no, just going to go Oh, more than town. six or seven. To be the first option on See, the like team? The so main point guard, one? he said, though. So point guard. He said point guard. Yeah, the first option. No, your number one option first, on your team. First option, point guard. No, just your number guard? one option. Just first option? Oh, How many uh, point guards are you picking to be the number one option on your team? So I got Correct. three right now, yeah, Drew. That's, I, I, yeah, I got three Steph, from you right now, Steph, Drew. You said Luka, Steph. My bucket was saying De'Aaron Fox. Dame. SGA. Trey Young. Trey Young. John Morant. Tyrese. He's in that Halliburton, Jalen Brunson category. That's what he is. For sure. Yeah, I think it's... About 10 point guards over Jamal as the first option. Mm-hmm. I think Jamal is the perfect number ten two. Point guard. We just only named six. I ain't seven. going that far. I'm not going that far. I'm not going okay. 10. Kyrie? Steph, no. Luca. Kyrie's a two in my opinion. SGA. Yeah. That's three. John Morant. Right. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Trey Young. Dame. Mm-hmm. I don't love John Morant. What, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. No, OG I don't love John Morant. stuck on four. Jaws more of a one than We're Jamal. About a number one option on your team, OG. Please Look at what he did to the stop. landscape of. Stop. The Grizzlies. He completely changed Respect John Moran, how you view man. them. Only difference is that they win without him, though. That's the in the difference. regular season, they don't run in the playoffs without him. And, yeah, I think you might be right in that aspect. I, I, I just, when I think about Jamal Murray, bigger, money mid-range game, could shoot the long ball. I think Ja's a better athlete. Easy. And I think Ja playing with Joker, I think that offense is a little bit – I think he's a little – I think he's wilder than – than Jamal Murray. Oh, for sure. Easily. I, I, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking about this just from a lead guard aspect. I'm not thinking about John Morant being a better athlete or being a better player. I'm just thinking about this from a lead guard aspect. I don't love John Morant over John, Jamal Murray in that in in that in that setting. I don't. I don't love a lot of guys in that setting outside of Jamal Murray. If I'm being honest, I don't want to not use this as a knock to Jamal because obviously he's done it for two playoffs where he's just been unbelievable as a scoring option. Mm-hmm. It's a luxury to play alongside Jokic, and I'm not trying to use this as a negative, but of course, Jokic makes the game a lot easier on Jamal. And you could say vice versa. Of course, Jokic doesn't have to have the same scoring responsibility that he can, of course, use if he needed to, but just the Mm -hmm. playmaking that Jokic possesses that allows Jamal to get into these spots, it's just a, a huge bonus that he gets to play with them, where Ja really is the creator, is the initiator, has to do everything for that offense. Because defensively, of course, they're sound, and that's not Ja's strength by any means. But offensively, it is heavily reliant on Ja Moran and what he can do with the basketball. Is De'Aaron Fox over Jamal as the number one option? That's another one yes. where he he benefits off Sabonis. But, of course, come game time, that he has a majority of the possessions. I know, I just, I've seen Jamal multiple playoff series the now. Is like the playoffs, yeah, that's Jamal is better than a lot of these I'm guys. going with Jamal because Jamal is a better shooter. I would take Jamal, too. Trey is I, easy. Fifth. That's easy. I, I like Tyrese over Jamal, and I think he can do something similar to Jamal. In that could be that's a TBD. That one's hard. Yeah, That'll be TBD dependent on what he does this year because that's you have a, a good process of what how you're approaching that. It's just going to be a matter of what does a he do this TBD. season. Yes, Jalen Brunson. Joe, why you why do, why do you like Halliburton over over Murray? What's I like Tyrese over Murray because what I seen him do with Indiana, I knew he was good in Sacramento. Whenever he would right. play without De'Aaron Fox, it would be twenty and ten nightly. He was that good. When he mm-hmm. went to Indiana, especially this year, the Pacers were the fifth seed when he played. He got injured. They lost eight straight games after being after ha- being on like a five-game win streak. They were on a heater. They were a playoff team. 100%. They were a playoff they were, they were team. To, they were on their way to being a playoff team. Tyrese Halliburton, top three playmaker at his position in the league. He was mm-hmm. leading the league in assists before he got hurt. Then Harden went over him. 
But Tyrese, mm-hmm. his aggression going to the basket has improved. His mm-hmm. three-point shot, 40%. He's a he's a 50-40-90 type of player. He's extremely mm-hmm. efficient. I think he can do all the things that Jamal can do from a shooting standpoint. I think Jamal is a more shiftier scorer, and Even he makes much mm-hmm. he makes much more shots. I think Jamal, he makes much more tougher shots. But, but Tyrese, I think from an efficiency standpoint, playmaking standpoint, he can offer more than Jamal. And if he's my number one option, I think the ceiling is much higher with a Tyrese-led team. I think Tyrese, this is high praise, but I think he is the modern-day Steve Nash type of player. I think him and Trey remind me a lot of a Steve Nash type of player. I don't know why I keep hearing that. Because that, when I hear that Steve Nash comparison, that makes me nuts. I, I, you ain't the first person to say that, and that makes me nuts that's, when that's, I hear that. That's, that's number one. Number, number one. Number two, I mean – Halliburton, as the as the tough shot maker that he is, Jamal Murray is equally, if not a better tough shot maker. I'm talking about a guy who comes off pick and rolls, who comes off pick and pops with hands in his face, right, and knocks down 17, 18 footers when the Lakers or when Minnesota is on an 8-0 run. And now they've slowed them down. Jamal Murray, he sticks that mid-range, or he's getting in ones at the basket. So when I think about a tough shot maker, I think I put Jamal Murray right at the top of that list. I'm not sure that Halliburton is a better tough shot maker than Jamal Murray. No, I agree with you. I think Jamal Murray is a better tough shot maker than Tyrese Halliburton, but I think Tyrese can hit tough shots as well. I think from a tough shot standpoint, Jamal gives more to Denver's offense, but if you pl- if you have Tyrese in that offense instead of Jamal, I think the playmaking expands. The court expands well, for everybody else. I also else. say this. The playmaking responsibility kind of got shifted towards Murray in the finals where he had multiple games of over 10 assists. I think, what, there was only one game he didn't have double-digit assists? It's like, obviously, Jamal possesses that. And I'm not here arguing, saying Tyrese Halliburton. Is, he's obviously the better playmaker. But scoring the basketball, I very clearly lean with Jamal. Playmaking, yes, you give it to Reese, but ha- Murray definitely has those capabilities. Oh, uh, uh, highly clears. No, absolutely. Jamal. Absolutely. Well, Drew. Drew, before you, I'm sorry, Joe, to interrupt you, but Drew, when you say he's clearly the better playmaker, what do you constitute as playmaking? Because <sighs> passing I, the basketball, I, I like yes, also, I get it. You got to pass the basketball. It's passing I think and being scoring a together. Is a, I think that's only a small part of playmaking when, as, as a distributor. I think that's a part of being a playmaker, 100%, but I mm. do think that there's a lot of aspects to playmaking other than distribution. I don't disagree with you. Passing the basketball, I'll, I'll speak more broadly then. Passing the basketball, yes, it's Tyrese. Playmaking, even still, I lean Tyrese, given the fact that, yes, he is a better passer, but it's the creation aspect. Obviously, he's one of the most efficient guards in the game. He was mm-hmm. 1% off from 50-40 on 20 and 10. It's just the overall, I think that that's why I lean the playmaking side with yeah. Reese, but scoring the basketball, it's to me, it's a very easy conversation. Jamal can just do it from all levels very effectively. And in the playoffs, he's yeah. elevating. Tyree sees the floor better. I think that's what it comes down to. And I think he can he can read things before they happen better than Jamal. Jamal is in a unique position where he's playing off a of Jokic that's not to take away from his greatness because no. it's been three playoff runs. The first one versus the Blazers, then the second one in the bubble, then this past one where Jamal's been amazing. But he's a weird player where usually you see players perform that well in the regular season and regress in the playoffs where in the regular season, he's not even an all-star, but then in the playoffs, he's playing at an all-NBA level. So I think that is 
the turning point right there. Tiebreaker. For me, I'm like, well, if Jamal Murray was on the Indiana Pacers instead of Tyrese, do I think they're the fifth seed in the East at the time that Tyrese gets hurt? I don't think they are. I think that Tyrese is better at leading his own team where Jamal might have the edge on just playing off of another great player. That's where fit matters. That's where the fit with Jamal Murray next to Jokic, I think, is a more natural fit than Tyrese playing off of Jokic. But we've had these conversations the year after the bubble in the regular season. Jamal Murray went from 17 points per game to, what, 21 points per game? uh, I think he also improved his three-point efficiency as well. We saw him take that leap in the regular season as well. I don't know if that's a fair statement to make because we saw him progress just strongly increase in the regular season prior to, of course, his torn ACL. And then the most recent that we saw of him was obviously this finals run, or excuse me, this season with this final run included. So it's I feel like that's a hard claim to make. I understand what you're going for. Of course, Reese has only gotten better year to year as well, but the same is absolutely said about Jamal Murray. But Jamal ticks up his production from eight from no the twenty one to, to twenty six. That's not what I'm even saying. I don't want to even mention the the drastic increase from regular season to postseason. I'm strictly talking regular season when the the year before the bubble or the the year of the bubble he was 17 points per game in the regular season. The year after the bubble he brought his reg, his regular season averages to 21, four points higher and more efficient from three. We saw that increase as well. And, of course, he has the ability to play make. It's, again, he plays with Jokic, so people try to use that against him where I still believe firmly in his abilities. I mean, for me, if I'm a Nuggets fan, any of these names we're naming, I'm not taking over Jamal. Oh, if I'm a Nuggets yeah, fan, I'm if chatting. I'm, if yes. I'm a Denver I'm fan, I'm, I'm saying fine. he's the top five point guard. Yeah, what did Jamal just fan. average? What, 26, 27 points per game? Yes, how many assists per game? was so dumb. Against the Lakers, I, I'm going to How many clutch had, shots was he how making? Many, you know how many nightmares I had of Jamal Murray? <laughs> like, bro, he's just hitting everything. Yeah. Football CF Candy says Celtics, Drexler, Blazers, that's the best comp in my opinion, Dells. What was it? That you're, The current Celtics are the Clyde Drexler Blazers. They never won. Yeah, I mean, the Celtics, mm. these guys are 25, 26 years that old. That comp stinks. Like, there's terrible. The, the talent, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, that is horrible. Like, the Celtics are going to be terrible. favored to go to the finals, favored to win the East for multiple seasons upcoming. We have a great GM in Brad Stevens. Joe Mazzulla, the coaching staff has improved. I'm a fan of Joe Mazzulla. Like, it's not just the players that you could look at. I think organizationally, the Celtics have a lot of things in place to be good for the next decade. I actually that, don't get it. What was that Blazers team? It was what Porter. It was Clyde. Uh, it was yeah, Poindexter. Porter, you, you had Porter at the one. Ralph Sampson. You had Drex at the. You had Drex at the two. You had Jerome Kersey at the three. You had Buck Williams at the four. And you had Kevin Duckworth at the oh, five. That's what I don't get. The yeah, Drowsen Petrovich playing behind him. You also had uh, Cliff Robinson also in that rotation. Um, I'm leaving out somebody else. I could have. Uh, uh, those Ralph are, those are the. Those are the seven guys I mean, that I remember. But I with the with the Drexler logic, I mean, I mean, I, I thought we, I thought he was comparing Drexler to like Jalen Brown. I'm yeah, like, Drexler what, finished second no, in he's trying to Drexler the finished teams. second in league MVP votes in '82 to Jordan. He was in the conversation as a top five player in the game. That was going on during that time. Santos donates five dollars just for the heck of it. Shout, Shout out to Santos. Santos. And then Devin goes, I don't even got shit to say. Just ten for the boys. Shout, ah, Shout out. Appreciate you. Thanks, brother. This Sorry. week in the NBA, I have one this week in the NBA, and it's that the, the Phoenix Suns got some new uniforms. They got some new threads. Okay. Yeah, I mean, th- that's what have been a lot of the this week in the NBA, some uniforms. What even cap? Don't even go <laughs> The Pelicans got a new uniform. That, I'm surprised. It's ugly. I didn't see, I didn't see, it. see it. It does not look good. It's something about the city. Their, their nickname for their city. 
I can look it up. That's Those not my actually not that bad though. What do you think about the Suns uniforms? I like them. I like them. Yeah, it's on the YouTube. They're actually cool. I like them. They're they're very. It's a throwback. It looks similar. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Though. Yeah, okay. Well, like yeah. like our style type. Low key, low key. It's gonna look it's gonna look whack if they get bounced around. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, do you think they're gonna get bounced around? Knew that they, question they just, was they coming. They just got Kata Bates the up and you don't want to know it. I actually like what they've done with with with, with their rotation guys. Uh, trust I, me, I do me too, like OG. that. I've been trying we to convince know. these guys that are, that I, 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 I do like what they've done with their rotation guys. However, you being the KD stand that you are. This thing, KD has to take a step back, and he has to let these guys. I don't, I, I don't like this fit. I don't. Jamal, not Jamal Murray. I'm sorry. Devin Booker and Bradley Beal both play the same position. Yeah. And now what you're asking, now what you're, you're going to ask Devin Booker to move over to the lead guard, which he's yeah. never done, by the way. You're going to ask him to move over to the lead guard and be your primary playmaker. You're going to ask Bradley Beal to play the two, and he's been breaking down the last two seasons. KD, we already seen what was going on with him in the last three years where he's either broken down or underperformed in the playoffs. And DeAndre Ayton, who, if Frank Vogel can get him to be a rim protector and a rebounder and a rim runner, that would be great. Only except who's going to get him the basketball when that's going on. That's the million-dollar question. There's a lot of questions in Phoenix. I don't like what I see with that. I'm not sold. I'm not, I'm not going to say I hate it. I'm just not sold. This team's better. It's okay to admit no, that. I mean, maybe like one or two. Easily the Nuggets and easily the Lakers. You're gonna go back on your words. Am I? That's it. That's not. That's know? not something Andrew Willis does. No, I, I think I like what the Suns have done. I've seen enough. You've loved, not liked. Yeah, I loved. Yes. Yeah, you've been I've fucking seen enough. over it all off season. You've seen nothing. I've, I've seen you've enough seen from Devin Dia. Booker. Yo, Ray, I've seen Bradley in the last month before you even great. Before you even start with the cap, you've seen nothing. You have seen. No, I've seen great nothing. things. You are oh, yeah. assuming. What have you oh, yeah. seen, Joe? I, I, what I just have you saw seen? Devin Booker be historical in the playoffs and then roll his ankle, and that's what dropped off his efficiency. I, I just seen Devin Booker be historical. I saw that. You see, no, Kevin we Durant all be, saw that. You saw Kevin Durant be historical. I saw Kevin Durant Ooh. play not even up to his standard and still average twenty nine points per game. And they lost. And if, what, if standard, play, what standard is that, though, Joe? I mean, we're talking about a guy who, Kevin by Durant the way, anymore. on opening night is going to be thirty five. Mm. Just so you know, on what's the night, standard for Kevin Durant anymore? Like, what's the KD new standard for KD? Nah, the standard you got to average twenty seven, twenty eight, amazing. And then we just let you do it. Oh, it's the no, efficiency. Because efficiency. Yeah, I feel like he just can say, oh, Kevin Durant averaged 29. It's like, yeah, he played amazing. Well, you know that in this playoffs, Curry Which and KD both averaged around the same, and they were both around the same true shooting now, percentage. Now, I want you to name Steph Curry's other guy. Name him. Name him. I'll wait. Name KD's other guy. Just D-Book. Devin Book. Just D-Book. You just told me historical Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not good. In game six, the Sunstar lineup was KD, D-Book, Landry Shamit, Jock Landau. He was historical. It was just Devin Bro, bro. Curry's number two. Clay versus D-Book. I mean, what are we doing Yeah, but the Warriors have more depth behind Steph. They do. Did you watch the season? Did you watch the Suns in the playoffs? What the? What was the Suns' biggest knock? Nah, to be fair, they answered. That's so wrong. You can't tell me about that thing. It's one thing to say the players did not play up to par. Clay Thompson did not play up to par, but there's more options on the Warriors just, than there were on the Suns. I just took a screenshot of this oh, shit, it's too. It's supposed to Bro, be Clay. It's Clay supposed to be Poole. Name it's supposed me, to be Wade. Game six star Here we go. The Warriors with the Steph minus the young. The Warriors with Steph minus the young and two-way players. So Poole, Wiseman, Moody, Kaminga, Lamb, etc. Had a 127 offensive rating and a plus 19.1 net rating in 2023. You know all those guys with the bench players, right? 
You know, Poole, Kaminga, and Moody was literally the bench. You know what that stat means? That only the starting five was good. So you know what that means about what you just said? That you just said that they were deeper. That is a lie. They weren't deeper. They actually weren't that good when Steph sat down. And they weren't that good when Draymond sat down. You're lying. Who was the sixth man on the Suns? On the Suns? Yeah. He probably was just as good as Jordan Poole. I swear to God. Craig starts. He did. Yeah. For some games, then he got benched. Was Jordan Poole good this playoffs? No. Yeah, it was no. eight points. Was, was Chris so Paul bad. good these playoffs? No. no. Was DeAndre Ang good these playoffs? Better than Poole. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't, wasn't better than Kevon Looney. You, look what the fuck you're saying. Yeah, Looney, but, but that's Looney, how bad DeAndre Ian was. That's his Looney fault. Had, that's why the Suns didn't have Looney no... Had they had really, no help. It was two players He had a only. good series did, against the Kings. He got played off the court against the Lakers. Hey, Thompson played well against the Kings. It was all right. He played well against the yeah, Kings. Devin Booker was historical, buddy. Yeah, he was historical, but what I'm saying is that... The way the Nuggets played defense on the Suns, they were forcing Katie and D-Book to make skip passes to the corner because they, the tru- they didn't trust the shooter. They Did you see how teams were guarding Steph? I understand that. I'm not Did taking you? away from how teams guard Steph, but we can both acknowledge both teams had nothing outside of the top You're player. the one who said the Warriors had more depth. You said that. I think Draymond <laughs> is better than Draymond. You cannot count Wiggins who? because he just came in back the playoffs. the playoffs. Who's better than Booker, though? Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins would have been the Suns. Who's better than Booker? Best player consensus. Who's better than Booker? There's nobody close on that Warriors team. Okay, but you give me the combination of all those guys. Wiggins, of talking Clay, right of well, we uh, just uh, saw Draymond and Looney. We just saw Steph Curry, a top five player in the world with those guys losing that's why round two. Yeah, that's why he got bounced. Bounce out around yeah, bounce two. the same in the in same round. Games. If Curry can't do it, the same round. The same round. How many the, games did the Warriors lose? In six Joel, games, full. The they got swept games. in the WCF. Joel, Joel. If the Curry Suns took the champions, if six. Curry can't, you think KD four can? Games. If Curry can't, you think KD can? He can't. We've Be seen serious, it. Bro. What he are we can't. doing here? He, he if Curry couldn't, then yeah, KD couldn't that year. No, but Curry can because he has. Kevin Durant has it. That's why he can't. Duh. Watch what KD does. Duh. Duh. Watch what watch what KD Trey does this upcoming you mean, season. Oh, you mean KD with the other two all stars and the superstar level super playing Devin Booker? Oh, you're gonna oh, you're yeah, gonna okay. diminish that as well. You you not believing it? But now you, if he wins, you're gonna you diminish it. Come on. How did Andrew Wiggins make his all star game? K-pop fans voted for. Oh, so not his play. It was K-pop fans, right? Oh, it was it was slightly for his play. He didn't deserve to be a starter. Did he deserve to be a starter? That's my. That's literally my point. But why did he start? Because the K-pop fans came out and voted for. That's my point. That's literally that has my nothing point. to do with stats. I'm sorry. Golden State. Wait, I yeah, he actually does fuck with K-pop. You over there sitting there talking about some? Oh, the Warriors have they have a deeper roster. Oh, they just had Devin Booker. Dog, he was the best player on the Suns. He was by better far. than KD. Kevin Durant. You're, talk, you're talking about KD's number one. What's your concern for this for the Warriors? Fuck that. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden, and Chris Paul got outscored by Kawhi in one game. You know how embarrassing that is? You know how embarrassing that is? What's your concern? That is, no, no, no. Don't they ask me nothing. That one. was embarrassing. They lost round that, one. And I told y'all that they are whack. I tried to tell you. Norman Powell was out there giving them fits. Giving them 40, bro. Rev, I love you. You're wrong here. No, no, no. <laughs> wrong this, yo, what, was your concern, what was your concern for the Warriors in the playoffs? This the bench. Season? The bench. And they couldn't hit open jumpers. What was your concern for the Suns? The Suns? Defense. And Defense. Kevin Durant was underwhelming. Lack of size. In depth. That, KD being underwhelming was your concern? That's a, yes. That's, That's what he, happened. He it's not a concern. It's a concern. He wasn't. You were concerned KD was going to be underwhelmed? Because of the yes. Boston series. The year prior, he was underwhelmed. Get out of here. Underwhelming is 29 nah, a game. Let, yeah, be real. Like, come be real. on. You let, were let's concerned be about honest. KD? Yes. You just pulled off the Brooklyn. You know how he's with KD. You know how. I mean, how am I with KD? I'm actually worse. I guess you're the KD guy. He is worse. 
You see, be lying about Kevin Durant. I mean, and then you go get out played by a young guy. It's not even your team no more. <laughs> Another team guy. that's not your team. That's One embarrassing. What are you talking about? Talk about your man, Kevin Durant. Kevin Snake Dur Snake Durant. Oh, I love Kevin Durant, I'm but sure you know you my do. number one guy is Anthony Edwards, and number two is Luka Doncic. So you dropped Kevin Durant? No, KD's in the top five. Oh, so you count? Okay, so basically, okay. answer like, number one. Luka's your number two. Kevin Durant's your number three. In the last three years, they'll have James zero Harden's my number three. By oh, default. so James yeah. Harden's Jaylen, number three. Just so Jalen Brunson. Just James Harden dropped Jaylen three. Jalen Brunson four. This guy, Jalen Brunson. What do you mean? Four? James Harden. What? Nah, you're OG, done. is it not? Jalen Brunson four, bro. Yeah, your favorite team. No, no, no. OG, is it not acceptable for me to drop James Harden after he, him requ- requesting three trades in four seasons? Yeah, you can. I've been out on James Harden. Yeah, you can. So this is not. But that has nothing to do with the question, OG. It's a matter of loyalty. This guy was that James Harden. That's what makes it even worse. That's what loyalty is. I should be loyal to a guy who. If you're loyal, loyal to somebody, to you in. If you're not loyal, you out. You I'm out on Kevin James no, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm in on James. <laughs> I will always love James Harden, but I have to be realistic about him. That's valid. So be realistic about James Kevin Durant. You don't Please. be realistic about Kevin Durant. Yeah, That's you the problem. Be Joe. realistic about, be realistic about you know, Kevin Durant. You know what's you realistic still think about Kevin Durant? He's got it. You know he does got it. Yeah, in the regular Joe. season, we're going to see him. We're going to see him in the regular season play 40 games, have this godly efficiency <laughs> from the mid range. Oh my God. And then in the playoffs, underperform. They lose again. And it's like, well, it wasn't Kevin Durant's fault. But you still, by the way, Rev, holding him to that standard of being a champion. You're still holding him to that standard. He is a champion. Two times. Finals MVP. That's the real Mickey Mouse dusty final shit. MVP. <laughs> that, that ring is so dusty. You keep bringing that ring up. You, you know what I hate so much about go. the 2021 Nets not winning the championship? He, because if they would have won, it would have killed team. three birds with one stone. KD washes away the allegations that he can't win without Steph. Harden finally really? wins the championship. Kyrie washes away the allegations that he yeah. can't win without it's LeBron. The, the Nets should have won in 2021. Don't even worry about it. Because would it have washed that narrative away that he can't win without a super team? No. That was another one. Another super team that he built and lost with. Again and again and again and keep doing it. He's going to do it again. He's going to lose this year. You're going to make an excuse for him this year. He's going to be 35 or 36 years old, playing 40 games, shooting that bum-ass mid-range for 60% for the regular <laughs> season. And then in the playoffs, he's going to fail again. And then what are you going to say? You're going to blame Nets, it on Devin Booker? The Nets ring would have been more respected than the Warriors ring 100%. The Nets ring? Yes, What would have been more respected than a 2022 ring? No, nah. it wouldn't have been. Wouldn't have no, been. no. Staff oh, yeah. is over. Yeah. But you yeah. gotta see you gotta <laughs> yeah. see what D Book and KD trade with Bradley Bill gonna do this. You mean Devin Booker and Bradley Bill? I'm gonna see what they're gonna do. And KD. You better respect KD now. But they didn't, but they didn't win. They didn't win in 21. And not only did they not win, it compounded the idea that he should have never left Golden State. Yeah, yeah. Not only did they not win, they got swept they got the next swept. Wait, so OG, what is it? He should have stayed in Golden State so he could get criticized for winning rings what did, with a stack what did team. He go, what did he go to Golden State for? He went to Golden State because he didn't think that he could win with Russell Westbrook. And Ibaka. And he also loved he didn't playing ball. So he gets to Golden State, and they do win. And the problem that we're having is, is that, well, they don't love me like they did or like they should. So I'm going to go build my own team, <laughs> which is a disaster. Worst Instead GM of ever. staying where you are and continuously winning, because that's what you got there for. The idea of, the idea of going to build your own team, just so we're clear, they would have done that for you in Oklahoma City. You didn't have to leave there. You could have stayed there in Oklahoma City and they would have made trades for you. They would have traded for other guys because that GM job in Oklahoma City, it was doing a great job because remember, after KD left, we got a young Sabonis on the crew. We got a young Oladipo on the crew, right? Plus Russell Westbrook, plus Steven Adams. They're actually turning this thing into something else as opposed to when you bounced and you went to Golden State to get on a better crew and it actually worked. 
No, I don't like the fact that I'm on a better crew because you don't love me like you did when I was in Oklahoma City. So I'm going to go build my own crew in Brooklyn only for it to be a ridiculous failure. And now we're going to go to now we're going to go to Phoenix where you're continuously breaking down and that thing is getting compounded. So if it happens again, those people like you, Joel, who are still holding him to that championship standard are going to have Riv ready to choke you out because it's a ridiculous <laughs> logic. And that's why it always goes back to the OKC Thunder trading James Harden. Because uh, if, if they don't trade James Harden, OKC has a ring. That's why I applaud the Celtics for keeping Jalen Brown yo, and Jason Tatum together. If I had a dollar for every what if about Kevin Durant's <laughs> career, I'd be fucking Some rich careers right now. are made of what ifs. Because this guy, this yo, guy career what? is full of what ifs and whatnots and what could have been. Who has more what ifs, him or James Harden? James Harden is a laughable, so Kevin Durant is probably <laughs> more reasonable. James Harden doesn't have any what ifs, Drew. James Harden, oh. James Harden problem is very simple. I disagree. Very simple. I disagree. It, 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 James Harden's James Harden's career is very simple. He didn't take care of his body, which would I'm explain why he didn't bring he up the foot, the foot down, down, which, was, mm, which so is why he broke he down in the playoffs and why he underperformed. He continuously broke down. Oh, so gee, I'm, I'm out tough, on James Harden. It's tough to say that he when he did not take care of his body. It's tough to say that when the best James Harden that we saw was a game away from beating probably the greatest team ever assembled it's tough and to say that how, and, and, and i'm glad you brought that up how did that go he was horrible in that, he in, was horrible in, he was horrible not only was he horrible he wasn't just horrible in that game you do know he had an 0 for 11 game that series yeah, it was not great from three it was terrible <laughs> 0 for 11 well free throw so it wasn't one like so that, <laughs> was that, that one game was an anomaly no he had done that previous and now how about how about we rewind the clock back to the year before that in 17 when they got smoked by the San Antonio Spurs, and he underperformed there and ran out of gas, and it was obvious that he ran out of gas. Same thing happened in 2016 when he underperformed. And all of this was because of one glaring problem, and that was he doesn't take care of his body, which is, explains why he breaks down at the end of the season and underperforms. Kevin McHale told us this in 2015, quote-unquote, James Harden came to camp. He was a little out of shape. He told us this in 2015, and it went in one end out the other, only except we saw it again in 2021 when he got on the Brooklyn Nets when Kevin Durant mm. said, quote, mm. I couldn't believe how out of shape he was. Rip Kobe, man, because he told us Harden would never win with that play style. Yeah, look yeah. at him now. He, uh, please, please provide the context of that to. clip. Fit my my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you know what how's else Kobe that, Bryant said? Rip? Kobe Bryant on Jimmy Fallon. Kimmel. On Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel said, if you started with the team, the first player he's taking is James Harden. That's good for him. Yeah. Eat those. Eat those. <laughs> huh? No, uh, so a little story time for you, OG. Back in 2021, when the Nets were in the playoffs, game seven, second round versus the Milwaukee Bucks. It was around mm -hmm. Father's Day. I bought tickets for my brother and my father to go for Father's Day, little son, father, bond, and time. Nice that was game five? No, game seven. I went to game seven. I Correct. saw KD make that shot. With the whole arena thinking the game was over, only for the foot the to building. be on the line. You I was there. in the building. Everybody nice. thought it had went in. I've tasted victory. I was this close to victory. I'm sticking with KD. And the Suns got a chance. Listen, all I can ask for is a chance. Ever since okay. this podcast First has started, all, you have never seen your Rip, favorite anything. Win I am not appreciating this at all. You know what? I just want you to know that. Talk to me, OG. Are you telling me, Joel, that you are a Brooklyn Nets fan? OG, 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 Brooklyn called him on the big camera with a Nets jersey on. James Harden Nets jersey. That's what they called him with. The Nets You are a Knicks fan. Yo, John, John, I know you're listening, bro. This is the same Brooklyn team that, this is the same Brooklyn that stole our Nets from New Jersey. That's number one. Number two, 
You can't be a Nets fan in Brooklyn. That's like being a Yankees and Mets fan. Pick one, Joe. OG, OG. Here's the backstory. Because these guys want to want to see me fall. He's been going through the half the NBA. We get on Ribs ass. He's gone through half the NBA. Now, OG. This is what I'm dealing with right now. OG, OG, here's the context. Oh boy. Here's the context. When I was young, I was a New Jersey Nets fan. Yep. I'm gonna throw this up. This is the poster. <laughs> this is the poster from the last Nets game in New Jersey that I got, right? Can you handle it, Drew? Can you handle it, Drew? No, I can't. <laughs> so <laughs> that was the poster I got. So yes. I, I've been through those Darren William days, all that. Carmelo Anthony was about to get traded. It was either the Knicks or getting teamed up with Darren with the Nets. And I told myself, wherever Carmelo goes, I'm gonna go. At the time, I was under the news already that. The Nets were going to move to Brooklyn, so they weren't going to be in New Jersey anymore. New Jersey Nets, I'm from New Jersey, I'm a Nets fan. But once they went to Brooklyn, I said, if I'm going to be a fan of a New York team, it's going to be the Knicks. That's when we should have known. And then I've been a Knicks fan ever since, since 2010. When James Harden got traded to the Nets, I, I rooted for the Nets. Absolutely. I rooted, James Harden's my favorite player. I rooted for the Rockets when he was on the Rockets. When he went to the Nets, oh. I started rooting for the Nets. And the big screen, when they caught me, I had a James Harden Nets jersey on because I collect James Harden stops Don't forget, jerseys What else everywhere. did he have? The beard. This is nonsense. No, not just the beard. This the hat. Nonsense. The no, Nets no. beanie. You know what's crazy about My that head poster? was cold. You're inside. OG, it's freezing in there. It's air conditioned. Oh, oh, OG, you know what's crazy about that poster? And, and Drew might know, cause he, but we have a rec center. And what the rec center, this is when the Nets were bad. What That's the rec fact. center used to do was you on give us free games. Fact. Like, send us free tickets to go to the games. They give us stuff like that. So, pretty much 90% of Hackensack has that. <laughs> <laughs> so, the fact that he so keeps true. using that it's as so a crush to say he's a Nets fan is insane. Because I'm cat. sure. That's if when they were at the IZOD. That's yes. when they were in the IZOD. No, if I go to my old house, I have that You don't have this poster. I swear to God, you don't have. They handed it out at the first Nets game. I was in the arena. When they let, the first, when we let, they handed it out. The I was Nets there. Team. I think it was the last game. It was the last game. The last game with the Nets. We in all New have a Jersey. collectible item, man. He's trying to sell us that it's something. We all been eyes on, man. It was ten. Rim is capping. He does not have the poster. No, I said I had something <sighs> like that. You have a Nets friend. poster, but you don't yeah. have that one. That I mean, one is I mean, exclusive. I mean, something like, last we all game. have a new. If you're from Hackensack, you have a New Jersey so Nets true. poster somewhere. You have something. I had a banner at one point. And the fact that you. When New Jersey left, you didn't choose the Brooklyn Nets because that would make the much sense. You would go with them. You chose the Knicks, and now you're using that as a crutch to say you're a Nets fan. That's honestly an man. L. No, no, no. I didn't say I'm a Nets fan because of that. I said that's how I started to be a Nets fan. You stopped. So that's, you, you yeah, left because I said if I'm rooting started. for one New York team, I'm going to root for the Knicks. But you 100%. didn't root for one that's New York so team at, at one point. The Nets are the Nets are the chick that broke up with you, and you still messing around with her. <laughs> I hated that's the Nets. I hated the Nets until you know James Harden that got traded there. Busted your eyes. Look, OG is, is great with the analogies, but case in point is that I started rooting for the Nets because they got James Harden. That's it. That's that's one. So you're gone. Now. That's an excuse to mess around with the chick who broke up with you. That's all you're doing. So are you still a Nets? That's fan? all you're doing, Joe. Nah, that's nah. an excuse. Nah. Nah. You're Mikel Bridges. Mikel Bridges is moving me a little bit. Oh, he, I no, love he moved you already. You told I, us, I, I love Mikel. Yeah, you like Nick Claxon? Oh, I no, love Nick Claxon. Ben Simmons, you Texas? I was trying to tell you, man. Nah, nah, I was, I was, uh, I did I was not know this. Sure we got to know you Texas about Ben Simmons for a little bit. I did not know this, Drew. This is, this is new. Try to say I, I tried to. I just, I can't. This is supposed to be this week in the NBA. 
Let's talk about the NBA Select team. Your boy is headlining the NBA Select. Is that your this week in the NBA? I apologize. No, I just saw one. Uh, J.R. Smith has more career playoff threes than the entire Charlotte Hornets franchise. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I just seen that. So oh, that's my God. Uh, who's who? Cade? So it's going to be Cade, Jalen so Dern. even after a year of injury, my boy is still the guy. It's who's respect. on this team? So it's, it's Cade Cunningham, Jalen Dern, Langston Galloway. He's a free agent. Uh, Jalen Green. Quinn Grimes, Chet, which is going to be exciting. Uh, John Jenkins, G League Ignite. Herb Jones, OG's guy. Eric Minka, who's also G League. Uh, Trey Murphy, Keegan Murray, Payne Pritchard. Nas Reed, and J-Dub. I'll be honest, four of these guys are not moving. <laughs> they're, they're losing their mind with the lengths of Galloway shit. But. The Eric Mika, I feel like that name is... Eric who? Eric Micah? Is he the big? I'm blanking. Payne Pritchard. Yeah, love that. Do so you watch it now? OG, what do you what do you think about Paul Pierce talking about Dwayne Wade Seven. playing with Shaq and saying that if Pierce had Shaq and he had LeBron and Bosch, he wins more than one championship for sure. Maybe he does win more than one championship, but what this what this is all all about is him trying to push the idea that he's better than Dwayne Wade and he's not. That's what this is about more than anything. This is Paul Pierce trying to sell us that if he played with these guys, that he would win more championships, which ultimately would make me better. When in reality, no, it won't. And the reason why it won't is because I think about what Paul Pierce did without Kevin Garnett. I think about what he did without Antoine Walker. I think about what he did without these guys. And I think about what Dwayne Wade did without the crew that he had, without Shaq, without LeBron James, without Chris Bosh. And he's leading the league in scoring. And he's making all league defensive teams. And he's scorching you! You in particular, <laughs> sir! Scorching you! So with that being said, <laughs> I need to get off this you and Dwayne Wade logic, because that's all this is about. Yep. There's nobody who will argue that Paul Pierce is fantastic. I thought Paul Pierce was a great player. What he wasn't was better than Dwayne Wade. And dressing it up with, if I had this dude, I would have been able to do the same thing that he did. Well, if I had this, I would have been able to do more than he did. Ultimately, you were not better than him. That doesn't mean you weren't awesome, my man, because you were. So I don't, I don't, perfectly under, said, I don't understand in terms of like disrespect. Who disrespects Dwayne Wade? It should be. It's. I feel like it's universally talked about how he is. Well, Jeff T just the said, uh, third Harden was better than. There was a chance. There was a window of opportunity for James Harden to be the third best shooting guard of all time. Oh, there was. That window's closed put, shut. Put, closed. It, put it in the vacuum. Who's better, James Harden and Dwayne Wade? Dwayne Wade. Offensively, yeah. it's Harden. Sure, in a vacuum, but defensively, it's a wiping. So I ask you that because does the ring would the ring really move him over D Wade, or you just never really thought Harden was better than D Wade? If he caps off that 2018 season with an MVP and wins the finals, he beats Golden State. Beats Golden State on the way. The conversation is completely different because we're talking we about him in the light of him being one of the best scorers this game's ever right. seen. He beat mm -hmm. the best team ever assembled and won an NBA championship the same year that he was MVP. Strong conversations are going to be had. So close, but. This is what's different. Dwayne Wade did that already, alone. With Shaquille O'Neal still on the team, not nearly the same diesel that he was with the Lakers. That's an obvious statement. But still averaging 36 in that finals. Flash was born in 06 to be the first player of that insane draft class to win an NBA championship. Made LeBron go harder. And, of course, they link up. That first season that they're in Miami, if LeBron's LeBron, he's on another ring. If LeBron's LeBron... 
Dwayne Wade showed up in that 2011 finals. He was amazing. He's the MVP of those finals, Drew. By if far. They win those finals, he's by the MVP far. Of the that finals. is an easy statement to make as well. Gee, I'm with you 100%. Needed him to get that. 2012, he was all world. After that, it was unfortunate he couldn't hold up. He missed 22.3% of regular season games over the last 10 years of his career. The injuries derailed what could have been an even up. better, an even better career than what already was. I don't even have to list the accolades. We'll be here too long. It should just be universally accepted. He's the third best shooting guard all time. It, at this point in time, he's immovable. And if you think about the small forward, you think about the small forward spot, I think we can argue Paul Pierce on the back end of the small forward spot. Like, he wasn't better than James. He wasn't no. better than Bird. He wasn't no. better than KD. No. He wasn't better than Doc. No. Wasn't better than Scottie Pippen. No. Wasn't better than Havlicek. No. Wasn't better than Leonard. No. Wasn't better than – he wasn't better than Leonard. Now it gets tricky. So like we get to number eight. I'm a little bit partial. I don't think he was better than Dominique Wilkins. I don't think he was better than James Worthy. Now we start talking Scotty? about guys like oh, yeah. I already said sure. Scotty. Absolutely. Yeah. So 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 now we're talking about guys like Carmelo Anthony. I'm I mean, you can you can you can make an argument oh, for Carmelo oh, Anthony, even Mello though is close. Oh, yes. that mellow yeah. one's close. Yeah, you, you can make an argument, but Paul we George still are, now are on Paul the Pierce. back end of the top. <laughs> I knew you wanted to get nasty. <laughs> I knew you wanted we, to get nasty. We, 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 we're still talking about them, but I think that there's a I think that there's a legit seven guys at this at the small forward position that are legit better than you. Number eight, like I said, I'm a little bit partial to Dominique Wilkins. I'm not sure. I don't think you were better than him. And when I think about James Worthy, I don't think you were better than him neither. So that's nine guys right there. Dominique was tough. Um, I ain't gonna speak on the PG. I'm too biased to PG yeah, to talk, really give an answer. Talk to me like legitimately. Um, what's up, PG versus yeah. Paul Pierce? I think defense is a wiping. Oh, uh, a better defender. Okay. Um, Paul Pierce was clutcher. Better shooter. I think Paul Pierce is a better ch shot maker, tough shot wow. maker. Um, Offensively, I feel like just the answer is probably Paul Pierce. I think as a scorer, yeah. yeah. Um, it's close. You know, they're in that same range. You know, Paul Pierce got the ring. The bag also blinds you? Oh, no, the bag. <laughs> PG clears. The bag is nuts. Um, I don't know why PG, I mean, Paul Pierce keeps running on this tour trying to push him it's because that's his ultimate clowning moment. D-Wade, at a point in his career with the Miami Heat, led the team in assists, steals, and points. Like, the team. For a full season, seventy plus games, that was his 0809, probably his best individual season. I, like, and I think people forget that you know we always talk about, and this is no knock. To, uh, we always talk about LeBron against the Detroit Pistons. You know, he scored however many points it was off the top of my head. Drew, maybe you can help me. Seven more times. How I many? Twenty five. He scored twenty five straight against Le, uh, the Detroit oh, Pistons yes. with LeBron. But people forget before that, D Wade was torching up. The Detroit Pistons. I'm talking about with the crew, D-Wade, young D-Wade, 23 years old, 24 years old, was completely torching up the Detroit Pistons with Billups, with Tayshaun Prince, Rip Hamilton. So he was doing his thing before even the ring, and then he got the ring that kind of propelled him to this different conversation. I mean, they were they started off that year not that good, too. And I think D-Wade, he gets this kind of like... and missed the first 20 yeah, games. Shaq rolled his ankle and missed the first 20 games, yeah. D-Wade gets this kind of flack because his prime was a little bit short because he had a... He had a lot of knee issues and, knee and stuff. Yep. And he played with LeBron and uh, Chris Bosh, and he wasn't as great as a three-point shooter. But at his best, elite defender, elite perimeter defender, great off-ball defender. You know, he's one of the best shot-blocking guards in NBA history. Great put pressure on the rim, great slasher. D-Way was just one of them ones, and I, I don't know why Pierce is targeting him specifically because you got your ring by teaming up with KG and Ray Allen and y'all were old, but y'all were still competing at a high level at that point. I think you guys were in the ECF three out of those four years. You guys, yeah, you guys were literally competing at a high level. So Shaq wasn't 
I, like Shaq versus KG at those specific times. I don't know. KG was a defensive player of the year. Shaq with Miami. He was an all-star. He was good. But KG was still KG really. KG was. And like, he was a dog. Respect to Diesel. KG was towards, like, yeah, right KG the was, back end of his prime. It wasn't even the back end. It, it was, was his prime. Yeah, yeah. So, Paul Paul Pierce was, Paul Drew, they both were the same. Shaq and KG were both the same age when they both and KG went. was Shaq a went defensive KG destructor. Like, he was both the same age, 32 years old. End. So, I don't know where this talent thing, like, yeah, if you would have played, you could say that about a lot of guys, if I would have played with him, but in terms of just player versus player, you're a better shooter, but that's about it. D-Wade's the better playmaker, better finisher at the rim, better defender by far. So, it's like, one-on-one -on -one as a player in the vacuum. D-Wade, without the rings, without everything, he's still a better basketball player. The reason him. why he targets Wade is because that moment on ESPN when they asked him who's better, you're Wade, and Michelle Beadle and Jalen Rose absolutely <laughs> yeah. destroyed yeah, in between, like, yeah, they were doing. Yeah, nah, she was antagonizing yeah. the shit out of that whole situation, but it got bad. It was bad. It was embarrassing. If I'm Paul, if I'm, uh, Paul Pierce... I'm angry that that happened. Yeah, it's it's hard to even as a Celtic fan, it's hard for me to defend a lot of shit Paul Pierce has said post his career. I That's mean, guy. He, he is, but it's a Celtic legend. It's a Celtic <laughs> legend, but I can't I can't sit here. It's the last and, chip and, you got is because of Paul, Paul Pierce. Nah, that's a fact. Won't be for long. Um, <laughs> Jalen Brown, we here. Jalen yeah. Brown, just team. But it's it's really hard to defend. And Paul Pierce, this has been him and D Wade. It's been going on for like years. I know it just came back up in the news the last couple of months and. Paul Pierce was like trying to clarify some of his comments, saying like, "Oh, I'm not trying to say I was better than him, but if you give me LeBron yes, and Bosch, it's like, yes, you are. It's like, come, what, yes, are, are. what are we doing here? Like, yeah, we, lying. I know, we know, laughing at him. we lying. know what Paul Pierce. You had a great career. You won your chip. You, you should be in the Hall of Fame one day, right? But you weren't. You weren't D Wade, right? I don't think outside of Paul good. Pierce, Morning. I don't think anyone is trying to that say that D, that Paul Pierce is going to be better than D Wade when we when everything's said and done. I mean, oh. we'd mentioned all of his, what D-Wade's done, 2006 performance going to the finals. Like, even though Paul Pierce got his chip, he has never had a moment like that where he's just absolutely backpacked, put a fucking 35, 36 in the finals. And I can't let Paul Pierce get away with, oh, if you give me LeBron, of course, Ray Allen and KG are not LeBron James, right? But you had a super team, right? You were one of the first to put together this super team. And you only came away with one chip. They were up 3-2 on the Miami Heat. Chris Bosh, not even 100%. They were up 3-2, and they blew it. LeBron put 40. That's also unfair. LeBron was they in a beat different Orlando mode. Orlando of KG. Was, that uh, was a different mode, LeBron. What can you really do? Are we going to leave out Are we gonna leave out the 21-8 and eight guy that he had for five years? Are oh, Ray Allen? Yeah. Yeah. He was Walker. running. No. Oh, we're going to leave that dude out? We, 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 are we going to leave that dude out? And weren't because they that up 3-2 against running the Lakers a, as well? Running with almost a 20-10 and guy for five years. That matters. I don't know too much about Antoine. Nah, Antoine was great with the Celtics. Yeah, I don't, I don't Think about, uh, I, I'll tell you this. Uh, the kid that, that's down in Orlando, Riv, uh, 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 Paulo? Paulo? Uh, that's Antoine Walker, except a better athlete. Okay. I'm here for that. I can easily assess this now. <laughs> this makes yes. this easier. Paul yes. Pierce. That's Antoine Walker, except a better athlete. Paul Pierce was, his best years came in the 2000s. And for the final segment of the show, nah, Antoine we was a problem. are going to draft forgotten 2000 players the stipulation is that they cannot have more than four all-star games. So that's where we cut it off. We each will be drafting our team 
Now, OG, as the honorary mm-hmm. guest on this show, episode 299. Whoa, 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 hold on. He gets the first pick. OG is no longer he, an honorary guest. He's a part <laughs> of the family. He doesn't get favoritism. I, 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 would, like to, I, I would like to think that, you know, I, I, I am part of the family. You are. Yeah, you are. He doesn't get favoritism. It's still an honor to have him as a guest. It is an honor. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Riv's making a very valid point. We can't do a five-way Roshan, uh, fucking, what's it called? Rock, paper, scissors. OG can start it up. You know, I'm just saying. He's a part of the family. I don't want the first pick. Oh, there's no doubt. You ever been in? You ever been in a house with um, you know what I'm saying? And uh, the grandma be like, "Oh, he he family now. He can go in the cabin and get his own <laughs> uh, stuff. That's just it. like that. That's uh-huh. how it be." I'd like to think that I'm that. You I, are. I, I, you I are. think I could go get my own plate now. I don't have to like tiptoe around. I think I'm good. <laughs> first so pick, if, OG. If, if, if we're at the first pick, I'm 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 gonna start with a lead guard. I don't think we talk about him nearly as much. And you said four all stars. We can't have more than that, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. correct. I'm gonna start the at lead guard. I'm gonna go with Baron Davis. Oh, okay. Fire selection. I can go next, right? Sure. Yeah, this, are we just that. gonna go this way? Drew gets yeah, screw the last yeah, yeah, Drew snake draft. Oh, what the hell? I'll take snake. Snake, snake okay. is valid. Snake is valid. Snake is valid. So I'll go second. So you going Baron Davis? I'm gonna go with Baron Davis at the lead guard. So 09 was the cutoff, right? Yeah. 2010, basically. 09, 010 season. Thank God. I'm going Tony Parker. Tony Parker made oh, three All Stars. Uh, he nah, made. I I know like Tony. I saw some names. I was like Tony Parker's not. I forgotten. can't go Tony. He made three All Stars from two thousand to the guy. You're moving nasty. You know, he's a me, Hall of Famer. You're moving nasty. One of the best dynasties in basketball. This guy's a Finals MVP. This guy said he was going deep in his bag. And first name is Tony Parker. So I'll start point guard again. My fault. I see what we're doing here. I thought we was just gonna play. I'm gonna go for my guard, my lead guard to start it off with some tenacity, some defense. I'm going to. Chauncey Billups as my point guard That's for better. this team. Mm-hmm. Is we he went even forgotten? Stop. I, I bet oh, you right now, whining. if you go ask Just 10 people on the street, Chauncey Billups, they'd be like, who, 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 huh? who, 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 Portland's coach? They wouldn't even, so no, you're lying. Back. He's missed a big shot. I respect him. I respect. That's why I picked him. Okay, fine. Go ahead, Joel. Uh, you know what? I didn't even have Chauncey here. I, I didn't have Chauncey either. You're casuals. No, I left him off on purpose. No, we're not casuals. That's why we didn't have him here. I didn't have him either, to be fair. Baron Davis and Chauncey Billups, same no, time. Come on. No Davis way. Baron Davis is known for that boomer that he threw on, uh, on the Jazz. Stop, <laughs> stop, stop, stop. It's that Karolinko. Karolinko. No, take it easy, OG. You got to keep it quiet. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. It's all right, OG. With my pick, I'm really thinking of who I want to really build my roster around. It's going to be the first pick that I'm going with. Ah, oh, this is really tough. Okay. But you know what? I'm I'm gonna go with Peja Sajakovic. Okay, I'm going Peja Sajakovic. It's a good selection. From 2001 to 2004, he averaged 21 points per game and it was shooting 41 percent from three. I want to start mm-hmm. my team off with a floor spacer, a sniper who can score in bunches. I'm going with Peja. Is it is it okay? So, you know Chauncey, but if you know ball, you know the Kings was one of the high. Joel, do you want to draft with me? Or you got uh, this? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, good. But I was I was wondering because the guy I want to take, he played into the 2010s, but he. Kind of fell off in the 2010s. Nah, you, got, you, get, you get the 2000 him. Okay. Yeah. Um, we were talking about the Nets earlier. Give me Darren Williams. Ah, oh, oh, I, I know. I agree. That's I also considered, but decided. Darren might be a well, little Tony bit Parker, too. Well, Tony Parker, can we no, have no, 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 Tony okay. Parker was crazy. <laughs> that was, <laughs> I was looking at the All-Stars. He only made three. Tony was crazy. All right. Oh, of forgotten players, AK-47 definitely is intriguing. It seems as if I won't get him on the comeback. Mm. That being said, my first selection, I'm probably going to go Jerry Stackhouse. 
Averaged almost 30 points per game. That's going to be my first selection. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get my shooting guard out the way. First round pick is nuts. Eh, nah, 30 points per game. There's not another player here that did that. And number two, I'm going to pass on AK. I'm going to go Rashad Lewis. Rashad Lewis got to be my selection here. Two-time All-Star. Was a dog with Washington. Okay. Goes to Orlando. Was a dog then. I'm going I'm to solidify my guard and my forward so you took off rip. Shard. I went Shard, and I went Jerry Stackhouse. 30 points per game. No one here of the rest of these forgotten players did that. Didn't even write him down. I'm not even write that. <laughs> Respect, Jerry. Um, this might be. we're going to get to so many more guys before we get to <laughs> Jerry. Yeah, first round pick is nuts. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm not upset. Listen, I get think, it. Probably you know meta, what? but Jerry just was a, oh, he was fuck, a, he was a dog. Yeah, yeah. You go always different. My pick, Appreciate I got Darren Williams already. There's another guard I want. If this is too much, because I don't think so, but I know a lot of name people know his name. Monte Ellis. Oh, excuse me. Monte Ellis, yes. No, he's a we believe or- That's okay. fire. Okay. That's a thank W. You, you. Monte Ellis is a good thank pick. I'm going to abuse you now. Your backcourt is <laughs> so little. Are you going to. I got scores. If you say Brandon Roy, I'm going to be angry. Who? Brandon Roy? Yeah. Is he forgotten? He's not a forgotten player. I love Brandon Roy. Yes, we all love him. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's a forgotten. But he's not forgotten. Because I saw you put it on Twitter. We, I need I, I to ensure you all get one, because I did take Chauncey. He took Baron. He took Darren. We can all get one pass all right, off. So, all right, so then. All right. I respect that. Thank you, bro. Appreciate that. For my forgotten he player, not even take him. I, want, yeah. I want to fill out my guard lineup, and I feel like to fill out my guard lineup, a great addition to this team would be Sam Cassell. Okay. Mm, 2001 like 04, he averaged 19 points, seven assists, and he was a part of two conference finals teams, one with the Milwaukee Bucks and one with the Minnesota Timberwolves, so he's going to be my lead guard for my team. I'm 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 building my team around defense. And I, like I need that. an anchor on the wing. I don't know how this guy got here. Whatever his name, I'm going his, his original name. I'm going Ron Artest here, man. I'm going I'm going taking a small forward. Jesus Christ. I'm going Ron Artest. Ron Artest. player. Yes, he is a forgotten player cuz people only remember Lakers. They don't remember him. No, he's building a Mickey Mouse ass team. <laughs> Can't take okay, Roger, first Roger of all, Riv, just so you know, people have not forgotten Ron Artest. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's Ron Artest. Oh, no, no, the only reason I OG. got issue because you said I'm gonna go deep into my bag. OG, 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 he was talking shit before the show, OG, like he was about OG, to pull out some crazy. OG, shit. I want you, if, if, OG, if you give me a valid, <laughs> if you give me a valley answer right now, I will repick. Be honest with me. Do people remember Ron Artest's career before the Lakers or just with the Lakers? You're on Twitter talking of 15 year olds. Do they re- do they remember his career? Do they remember the Indiana, Lakers? Chicago, or Ron Artest? Because that's who I'm picking. Houston, who do they remember? Too. Yeah, or who do they remember? The Lakers, Ron Artest, Meta World Peace. They remember. And all that. The, they they remember the Indiana Ron Artest. Right, they remember on. the they, they remember the 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 Chicago Ron Artest. They remember that dude. One hundred percent, they do. I gotta repick. Yes, they do. Thank you. They didn't just—he didn't just appear on the Lakers like, "Yo, who is this dude?" Everybody know who you are. He's re- he There's a reason why once they got him, they became I asked, favorite. I asked the OG. I'm sorry. I gotta yeah. repick. I like my Jerry Stackhouse pick more and more. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna go. You gotta uh, look at Rashard Lewis as like my actual. I'm, you know, I like Rashard Lewis. Yeah. I'm gonna pick the center here. I'm gonna I'm build an anchor. All right. I'm going Marcus Campbell. Ah, it's a good selection. Oh, fuck go, you. It's a good selection. Go Damn it's a good selection. <laughs> it's a good selection. I'm a, that man, I'm going to go Marcus the defensive Kendall, player of the year. The hold down the fort down low. I got my point guard stopper and I got my center. I'm playing games and shit. I got to take a lot of dudes off my thing. I like that. All right, OG. Mm-hmm. Back to back picks. I'm going to I'm gonna take uh, at, the, at my shooting guard. I got Baron Davis at my lead guard. At my shooting guard, I'm going to take Allen Houston. Okay. And, nice. At my 
I'm going to skip over my small forward because I was thinking that because Riv already took my small. Riv, Riv, Riv was, was talking about somebody else, but I'm going to go. I got I got I got to get some muscle and I'm going to go with Elton Brand. Mm, Tough. Nice. Double double machine. Great pick. All right, Riv, back to you. This, is, this one, this one is a little tough. I need I need a bucket. I took I wrote down so many names, and I'll be honest, very few have been said already. Yeah, but I, I definitely need a bucket, and I could go playmaking chops, but I think I'm gonna stick and I'm gonna go grab his partner. I'm gonna go rip Hamilton at the two guard. Very good I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go just put him with somebody he already know. Put him with somebody he get uh, comfortable with, and somebody who can defend his ass off. See, that's and more a screen up there. Merchant. That's more up your alley. So Thank I'm, you, Ray. You know, I'm a rock. Well, wait a minute though. See, here we go again, though, Drew, because I, we're talking I, about forgotten guys. Rip to, Hamilton is not forgotten. Yeah. OG, who the hell you speak to? OG, listen you to us. To us, he's not forgotten. I agree. Who, all these names, this? all these names are not forgotten to us because we love and appreciate the yeah. game of basketball. To a regular fan. They don't really talk about some of these guys. Thank you. Thank like, you, when man. was the last time you heard Jerry Stackhouse? When was the last well, you time you heard he Rip Hamilton? No, of course. But I mean, right. in, in a central, like, a casual conversation. Right. It really doesn't happen. Right. That's fair. Yeah. That, that, that is fair. Yeah, that's really what it is. Listen, OG, you ain't here no, Rip Meta, Hamilton Meta, in a while. Meta and Tony, no, yeah. I agree. But you ain't here Rip Hamilton in a while. Facts. It's, it's been some time. It has been some time. I have yeah. Sam Cassell. I have Pesos Sajakovic. I need some defense on my team. Mm-hmm. Because of that, I'm going with Damn, Andre Kurolenko, AK-47. No! You, did you know from 2003 to 06, he averaged three blocks per game? So it was amazing. Didn't he make, what, three, four defensive teams? Yes, and he can rebound the ball Sam well. Sam, is your point guard? Yeah. yeah. Someone's going to lock his bum ass up. Well, I guess. I have Pedro. Who's locking him up? It's Nobody. the battle of the bald heads. So I'm going with Andre Kurolenko. I have Sam Cassell, Pedro, and Kurolenko on my team currently. Okay. I, like I like that. I like that. My backcourt set. I got Darren Williams. I got Montellis. Little. No, nobody. I was, I was scoring your backcourt, though. <laughs> right, Chelsea I need I need a little bit more size, maybe some two-way ability. Um, I got a few names on my board, but I'm looking at the three position. Boy played Pacers back in the day. Went up against those LeBron teams a lot. Give me Danny Granger. Ah, it's a good selection, too. I like that. I like that a lot. Danny Granger is an underrated basketball player. And it's unfortunate that he got injured prior to the Indiana Pacers ascension because he really was like that. All right, so I got the back-to-back pick. I got point guard, mm-hmm. I got small forward, and I got the center remaining. At point guard, I'm going to go Andre Miller. Okay. And at the small forward, I'm torn between Michael Finley and Antoine Jameson. Steady. Yeah, Andre Miller. I was surprised that he actually stuck around that long. I'm torn between Michael Finley and Antoine Jameson. I do need a center to... Tyson Chandler's not forgotten. He's not. So I won't I won't take Tyson Chandler. We, no center we, yet. we all remember Tyson. It, no, it gets hard. I know Vladdy's a legend, but really uh, Vladdy's a legend, quote unquote, to the Lakers, of course. But there's not really many other centers I trust. Maybe Al Harrington. Oh no. You're cooked if you pick Al Harrington. At the center. I mean, there's really not that many great centers. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm lying. Jermaine O'Neal yeah, locked that in at the right center. There, I apologize, bro. Jermaine nope. O'Neal. So Jermaine my, O'Neal doesn't work. He doesn't this work. Guy's ah! count it. <laughs> Thank you, OG. All right. All he right. made six? Jermaine O'Neal doesn't work. No, yep. he didn't make six. He made all-star s- team six times. Yes, sir, he did. Okay. I apologize. All right. That is a forgotten player, though. Someone that does not get that acknowledgement. Take a Mecca Okafor. All right. Now, nah, I'll go Andre Miller, and then I'm going to go Antoine Jameson. 
Okay. I'm going to go Antoine Jameson at the three. I like that. that. So perfect. I, I like my team right now, but we need some fight in us. We need some dog. We need someone who's going to, you know, rowdy up the troops. I know the pick. I'm going with David West at my four. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to say Rasheed Wallace. Oh, I'm going David West at my four. I would have screamed. Mm-hmm. David West is another fire <laughs> pick. Damn, six times. Where, where the hell was I? Six times. Facts, three All-NBA. I have Sam Cassell, Peja, Andre Kurolenko. Listen, I have somebody in Andre who can man down a defensive end. I want another bucket on my team. I'm going to go with Michael Finley. Sharpshooter can score the ball 38% from three and a Mm -hmm. five-year span with the Dallas Mavericks in the 2000s from 2001 to 05. So I'm going with Michael Finley for my shooting guard position. I think I'm I can at get the with four. That. Sure, I can absolutely get with that. I think at the yeah. four, I'm gonna put some. I think I might put some athleticism. I just gotta check the, the years. Yo, why are you guys disrespecting Al Harrington? Because he's short. For he only had Al one. Harrington is not short. He was six ten. He was six nine. Facts. He's, he's listed here six nine. Yeah, he was six ten. One hundred percent. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go athletic here. I need some athleticism at my four. Somebody that could shake the rim up. Wow, but that's. I might, I might, I might go small here. I'm gonna go Michael Red at my three. Okay. I'm gonna go Michael Red at my three to space the floor out. Okay. I was right. thinking about Josh Smith, but nah. Josh Smith, I, he was more so. Yeah, he's to be. Yeah, he came me 05. Hmm. Oh, here's you. Oh, it's my turn. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, like you, you just mentioned Michael Finley. I think that's a great pick, but. I'm going to go at the three spot because I got Baron Davis at the one. I got Allen Houston at the two. I got Elton Brand at the four. I'm going with, with the big dog, Glenn Robinson, at the three. He averaged 20 a game for his career. For sure. Back to back. Yeah, you get the pick again. Oh, I got to pick again. And at the five spot, I'm going to go with Zadrunas Ilgowskis. Uh, he was on my big board. Nice. <laughs> he was on my big board. That's a fire selection, too. Yep. So I got Baron Davis at the one. I got Allen Houston at the two. I got big dog at the three. Elton Brand at the four, Zadrunas Ilgowskis at the five. We're going to be a problem. We're going to be trouble. That's a good trouble. team. That's a great team. We're going to be trouble. I might be forced to take Dyson Jammer. Give me Josh Smith at the four. Okay. okay I like that. Give right. some athleticism. Give me Josh Smith, the rim wrecker, athleticism. God. I need that. I'm on just my getting team. Chris moves. So my team right now <laughs> consists of. Right my team consists of Chauncey Billups at the one, Rip at the two. I got Red at the three, Josh Smith at the four. Marcus Canby is holding down. Oh, man. This is really tough for me, man. And Marcus Camby, man. Mm-hmm. Underappreciated value. Needed him. Got a steal. Nobody's scoring. Hell yeah. I don't know how we going to score. Was, that was supposed to be my pick. He stole my pick. I might have to put shot at the five. I'm not feeling good. So, did you know in the 2000s, Paul Gasol only made two All-Star games? We can't do this. That was, no, not, that was not, not forgotten. forgotten. You're not getting. He it. is not forgotten. No way. They just retired his jersey with the Lakers. You was getting that. You guys, you guys set sure. a bad precedent with Tony Parker and Darren Williams. That's the only reason why Paul Gasol Tony came Parker's out of his mind. Tony Parker's not the same tier. Let's be honest. No, no. Tony. Yeah, no they're both old Tony and Powell should never be said. I fucked up. I did say I fucked up. I did say I fucked up. I looked at just all star games and went with it. Oh, shit. <laughs> I have Sam Cassell. I have Michael Finley. I have Peja Sajakovic. I have Andre Karolinko. Now, this player was uh, was only in the league for three years in the 2000s. He came into the NBA in 2007, or 2007, I believe. Mm-hmm. But he would be the perfect center to fill out my lineup. And I think he is kind of forgotten. People forget how good he was defensively, how much he would wreak havoc. I'm going with Joe Kim Noah. 
Mm. I'm gonna go with Joe ah, Kim Noah at my five spot. Okay, okay. okay. I like that. Does that is Forgotten. that valid? Is that valid? He's, most of his work I, was 2010. I, after yeah, it, it is, is that he had valid? one season in 2000 where he averaged a double double pretty much. So you, so you're gonna take that one? I'm taking that version of Joe Kim. <laughs> we'll, we'll give it. It to was him. either him or Brad Miller. You're, yeah. Um, I need a center. My my first four: Darren Williams, Montella, Danny Granger, David West. At my five, this man would have stayed healthy. Talking about all time center. Andrew Bynum. Mm. I'll take Andrew Bynum my five. You could, you could have took Bogut. I could have. Bogut's interesting. All right, so I need to fill the five. I'm the last pick of this draft right you now. You could take Bogut. Now, here's the oh thing. Oh, my goodness. You have a pick. Have you taken a center yet? I haven't. It's sitting there, isn't it? I don't know one name. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Damn, I should have took I don't know if he's going to get it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll I'll see. be honest. I don't have many great centers on my list right now. I, the only centers I had on my list was I had Marcus, I had I had Jermaine, but I forget, that's facts. He made six. I wish I could take my Al, Al Harrington was a small ball. Tyson Chandler and Vladi Divac. There's one player who averaged 23.7 points per game in he the 08 09 season for the Minnesota he Timberwolves. He was good in the 2010s. Minnesota Timberwolves. In the 2010s, he led the Hornets to the playoffs with a certain shifty bag work of a guard. With Kemba, he did that. Yep. Who am I blanking you still on? Oh, yeah, you're nuts, bro. I am. I'm just, I'm just one of those moments. I can't I help you either. I'm trying to win. I understand that. Pick Mamet O'Kerr. There's a part of me that wants to put Lewis at the five, move Jameson to the four, leave Stackhouse at the three. I don't feel great about this, but I feel like it's what I might need to do. Somebody said pick Antonio McDice. Uh, no. Uh, I'm going to go with – I'm going to play small. I'm going Mike Bibby. So I'll run Mike Bibby. Al Jefferson was sitting right there, buddy. Wow, can't believe you passed on him. I can't believe we passed on him. My goodness, oh, yeah. my, my you had your center. You know, it's crazy. I had Harrington in mind, completely blocked Al, myself yeah. on Al Jefferson. You know, I'll live with that because Mike Bibby was like that too. Obviously, Al Jefferson was really great and would have solidified my team all around. You live and you learn, man. You, you know, you make mistakes. You got to get better, but I'm happy with that. My dad, I'll give him a quick shout. He'd text me Mark Price, but of course, that's not the time frame that we're looking for. But Mike Price, <laughs> definitely a, 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 a forgotten dad, player that is great. Uh, again, like Drew just said, nobody that know that that talks like I do forgets about Mark. No, Price. for sure. You, Same everybody way. knows who Mark Price is. Definitely, we all do. So some players that were undrafted, Al Jefferson is one of those. Jason Richardson, Josh Howard, Carlos Boozer. Is Carlos Ooh. Boozer forgotten? Carlos okay. Boozer is. Forgotten. I don't think he's forgotten. No. A little bit. Utah, I think Utah days. It's that Darren Lamar Boozer. Odom. You don't forget it. Jameer Nelson. Lamar Odom's also. I feel like Derek K- Fisher. Karan Butler. Derek Fisher is a great one. A great name. Uh, but I don't feel like he's forgotten. I swear to God, I would pick Stephon Marbury over Derek Fisher. I had <laughs> Stephon Marbury. I promise you. I felt as if I couldn't say that because that's a, that's a not forgotten name either. So to recap our starting five, my starting five is Sam Cassell. Michael Finley, Peja Sajakovic, Andre Karolinko, and Joe Kim Noah. To write it off, my can, starting. Can, can, can we can we get this correct? It's Stoyakovic. Stoyakovic. There we go. Now 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 we're talking, Joe. Now we're good. Peja, Peja. What did I say, OG? You said Vic. you said Stoyakov. You said something. Like <laughs> said you fucked something it up. like that. No, um, it's Stoyakovic. It's Pager Stoyakovic. He's a good player. To right off my starting five, I got Chauncey Billups running the one, Rip Hamilton at the two, Michael Red at the three, Josh Smith at the four, and Marcus Camby at the five. I like that. That's a nice five, yo. Thanks. Even though the backcourt of the of of the of the Detroit backcourt, that is those dudes that not OG, forgotten. Listen, just because you know, you got to remember nah, Billups being a selection's nuts. You got to know OG. 
you know more basketball than the average fan by far. The average fan knows those. Rev, that Detroit Piston team beat the Lakers with Kobe, Shaq. Everybody knows that. He won the finals MVP. Nobody forgot about Chauncey. You all got a pass. I didn't get a pass. Who did I get that's a pass? I'm sorry. Finals MVP I decided to play by the rules. Bro took a finals MVP Sorry. Nobody Bo said he was going to get in his bag. Nobody. This is our basketball head. <laughs> and he goes and chooses Tony Parker. Uh, yo, wait, hold on. Time out. He said, we texted the chat like, four All-Stars. Dudes were sitting Sean Marion. So I'm thinking like, oh, I Tony nah, Parker. But it's fake it was for All-Stars, but it's also forgotten oh. players. Did Sean Marion get taken or no? He didn't. Nah, but that, well, he, I, he I saw the trends. So I, he I, saw the, I saw the trends. I was like, let me chill out before I say some out later. All right. I don't feel bad at all for my selections. Uh, point guard is going to be between Andre Miller and Mike Bibby. I went small ball. I'm living in 2023. My lineup's going to get cooked. However, the players are of value. Antoine Jameson and Rashad Lewis. And, of course, my first-round pick, Jerry Stackhouse. Can't forget him. I love that Jameson pick, by the way. Thank you. appreciate I love that. That, underrated. that was going to be my four. That would have been a crazy mm-hmm. I love that Jameson. That's why he, Antoine's going to put my four. Rashad mm-hmm. Lewis is going to play the five. We really uh, – my boy's got the ratchet. We're going to get – Dominant. Yeah, no, my defense is. I would shoot everybody. No rim protection. But I could score with the best of them. You're going to have to sure. shoot out everybody. Score with any player. Oh. Any player on this team could get a bucket. Sean at the five is and, nuts. And Andre's going to be the connector of them all. I like Who's that. Who's your backcourt? It, it's, it's Andre and Bibby. That's mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah the same boat. <laughs> right. I went for talent. I went for personnel. Andre. I folded. I should have went out Jefferson so badly. My five, Darren Williams at the one, Montellus at the two. Then I had to make up for it with some size. Danny Granger at the three, David West at the four, Andrew Bynum at the five. Honest, that big. team's fucking crazy. Team's tough. Seems that tough. team was good. Yeah. And OG, what's your starting five? My starting five, I got Baron Davis at the one. I got Allen Houston at the two. I got Glenn Big Dog Robinson at the three. I got Elton Brand at the four, and I got Big Z at the five. And to oh, rattle team. off John Tortorelli's five, because he made one. Here we Did go. I'm crying. Mike Bibby at the one, Joe Johnson at the Joe Johnson is the Joe one. Johnson's not forgotten. Don't stop. He also no, said Roy Hibbert. Not. not forgotten. Nah, I don't think he's. This guy's a joke. And he took Josh. <laughs> oh, had the nerve to throw jokes in here. He's picking those guys. Yo, your team's fire. Appreciate it. Is, is yours really forgotten? Nah, I will guys. Any, any dude with a any dude with a nickname that still resonates today is not forgotten. So ISO, Iso Joe. Joe. Everybody know who Iso oh, Joe. Everybody is. know Iso Joe. Yeah, and he was Jeremy also Jeremy Lin isn't forgotten. What he had five All Stars in the two thousands with Atlanta. Joe Johnson. Right. John can't yeah, Joe, uh, Joel, I'll tell you what. Your team is very fringe on hashtag forgotten. Uh-huh. That being said, it's still great. I'll take it. It's Darren very, Williams. It's very, you could remember, you could forget. No, for Darren sure. Williams, very prominent. The, Monte Darren Ellis. Is definitely my, Monte you Ellis. You guys gave me the pass. I thought Monte Ellis no, was going to get some no, pushback. No, Monte, I think, think it's fine. Darren is the pushback. Darren, Darren is valid. definitely the pushback. Danny Granger, good name. Uh, David, David West. West. Andrew ba- David West might be a pushback. Fringe. Yeah, fringe. David West Andrew fringe. Is Andrew fringe. Andrew Bynum is crazy fringe. No, nobody's going to be pushed back to the team's done. No, it was we fringe. Were. It but was. The only it one was. that was like, it was Darren The crazy Williams. one was Darren. Yeah, it was like, oh. You started off with such a crazy one that anyone after. Oh, just I had to set the bar. Good, no, yeah, I, I set the tone so everybody. No, no, he, he, he's like the craziest tone. He also blessed you with the Pau Gasol mention. Yeah, everything after me was kind of like, that was cool. Tony Parker was crazy. You know what? I can live with it that I went really low key. And that's going to do it for episode 299 of the podcast. OG, thank you for being on the show. Once again, you're always welcome on OG, I say it all the time, every time you're on. Is there anything you want to shout out before you go? You you guys already know what it is, man. I always (laughs) got time for you guys. I do. I always got time for you guys, and it's always a pleasure. 
So appreciate you, OG. Appreciate thank you very much. Choice. I'm on, but a fact. You know, I, like I said, fluent and chill. Time. Nah, don't don't be modest. Fluent and chill. Tune mm-hmm. in, of course. Players' mm-hmm. Choice, friends of ours. Fluent and chill on nine o'clock on Thursday night. Players' Choice. Um, on the Players' Choice Network, we do the panel in the mornings at eleven o'clock. So, yeah, OG works overtime. Every single show of theirs, OG happens to be on it. These guys right here, man. I, like I said, I'll Rev and Drew and Dell and Joe. I always got time for them. Appreciate, appreciate it, OG. So, absolutely, guys. I appreciate y'all having me. Appreciate hey, it. Have OG. a great night. You guys yes, can sir. follow us on TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast, on Instagram at Pick Aside Podcast, on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod. Thank you guys for listening and or watching, and we'll see you next time. This is Jonathan Macri from the Knicks Film School Podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you are listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now, they are raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You could invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. Blue Wire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you would like to be a part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to WeFunder.com backslash blue wire.